Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Number 192, I believe. Yes, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. And I'm Rich. And Yeehaw, everybody. Oh, oh boy, did you did you throw any of your computers away this week? All of them. Dude, that's, All of them. that's the meme of the week, is the Ron Swanson <laughs> meme with him tossing his computer into the dumpster. It's just, what is he... So what does he see? Because at first he's like uh, interested in it, isn't he? I, oh, I don't remember the episode. I recently just rewatched Parks and Rec. I can tell you, he gets there you go. he um, he gets a pop up while he's trying to buy something crazy online, some Ron Swansony uh-huh. thing that he buys, some kind of fucking canoe or some shit. Right. Uh, and his assistant tells him about cookies, and then uh, she goes, "You think that's bad? Type in your address into Google Earth." <laughs> and then that scene is after he hits enter. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but that's that is how I feel like for real. Like I get about 2 minutes in to you know talk last week I started paying attention again. I get about 2 minutes in and I get in that mode just with everything. It's just wow. Your eyes just want to roll right out of your head. Yeah, yes, within 30 seconds of reading I'm already eye rolling. Like what is happening to us? Yeah. What is going no, on? Now I understand why Apple devices are so popular because they really can take being tossed around. Yeah, yeah, and kick this. It's just it's what is happening, everybody. Can we get it together, like as a group? Well, I mean, the outrage isn't going anywhere. It's it's kind of interesting to well to see conservatives go from a stance of. Oh, liberals are just outraged about everything to them they themselves being outraged about you everything that liberals news. do. Everybody's triggered constantly anymore. Yes, by everything. Yeah. At least the at least the extremely partisan people, everybody's triggered. Like the last right. year, I've never I've always been a champion of freedom of expression and free speech. You should be able to say what you want, when you want. But the last year has really made me rethink that with social media. <laughs> like, maybe, okay. like maybe this whole freely sharing ideas thing ain't working out so well. Well, hey, you know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with saying maybe I want, you know, my social media of choice to not have Nazis on it. You know, because you're, you're not saying that Nazis can't have a voice or white supremacists can't have a voice even though you completely vehemently disagree with them they should be on there but i should be allowed to ignore them like well you can but it's very easy to do that that type of stuff you you can completely not follow them or if they pop up in your feed block them completely so it is possible to control that on your own as well i mean just not being on a social media platform of whatever your choice is doesn't mean that your your freedom of speech is stifled. And because we we've talked about this before, these are private companies. Yeah, you know this is not some government sponsored social media. Uh, yeah. site. your Facebook account does not come with your social security card. There's a lot of people right. think it does, but or at least treat know, it like it does. 
the outrage over this ridiculous CNN meme that uh, that Trump posted recently. It's not a meme. It's a little video clip that somebody edited. And I believe we talked about we. I think we mentioned it last week, but it really didn't blow up until over the weekend. People are off of work and, and bored, apparently. And, you know, look, I saw the thing you know, right after it came out. I saw it on, on the president's Twitter feed, and I was... I've seen it without like, the CNN covering Vince McMahon's face. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we've all seen that, too. But, I mean, well, I, we should say, if, if you're not familiar with uh, what we're talking about, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, but there's so much ridiculous shit that's been posted now about CNN from Trump's social media feed. But this was the the first one to really set it off to him at uh, some wrestling event that he was part of. And it looks like he he takes out like a ref or somebody on the sidelines. I don't know who it is. He beats up Vince McMahon. Oh, that's Vince McMahon? Yes, it was him and Vince McMahon as two old guys thrown down. Right. I, so I don't, he, I don't, like, I, our president, I don't know, everybody. I don't know anything about wrestling. I just I keep hearing that it's John Cena from that prank call every time. I I, I just oh, hear that yeah, in my head every time I see him slamming the CNN <laughs> guy, whatever right. the fuck it's supposed to be. Right. So he he body slams him and then gives him a couple fake punches, and somebody had photoshopped a CNN logo over top of the head of Vince McMahon so it looks like Trump has taken out CNN. And, and there were people that actually thought Donald Trump made that. And I hope they don't have kids. What? If they, <laughs> and if they... In this situation, I've learned in life, well, like, they either have none or they have ten. Continue. Sorry. I, I, I think, honestly, some people who credited that to Trump un- understood that there's even stuff that Trump himself doesn't post on his on his Twitter feed, you know, there's some things that are are actually done through. Oh, I forget. He has an actual social media director. His old what? His old uh, golf caddy. A rich guy hires something out. Get the fuck out right. of here. Right, but also has staff and stuff like that. Or I'm sure somebody like showed him that and said, "Hey, Mr. President, isn't this funny?" And he's like, "Hell yeah, it is. I'm going to retweet it." So I mean, look, it was in. It was in poor taste to think that the the president is posting these types of videos. In general, though, not offensive. I mean, the fact that he is in a, a quote-unquote war with CNN is pretty widely understood. Yeah. And so let me guess: did the people did, did the people from Mount Pius come out over this? Right. Uh. Well, yeah. I mean, this was one of those, one of the things that he actually got criticized for, on top of uh, making fun of a white woman's looks, um, a pretty blonde white woman. Even though he's made fun of tons of people, this was uh, the one that even conservatives couldn't stomach, and even conservatives and even some Trump supporters were like, "This isn't really very presidential." I mean, they weren't dead set against it but they they weren't freaking out about it i are are we really still chasing down that presidential quote unquote we really still chasing that hound six months in in my opinion it's yeah that's just out the window like you know you know who you elected you know who got elected you know where you bought that shirt yeah exactly yeah why are we pretending like all of a sudden he's gonna wake up he's gonna 
one day, it, it's gonna, what, it's going to be like a movie from the 80s? Just wake up, all of a sudden, one day everything's different? He's going to have a montage where he learns to be presidential? Are we finally here? Have we heard the last of, at this moment, he became presidential? No. Because we, you think there's still room for him to, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I, if we had, you know, whatever deity of your choice forbid, if we have some sort of terrorist attack on our soil, you know what you I'm got sure he'll, he'll be fed some very somber lines to read, and then all of the news media can once again say, and I know we said before that on that moment he became presidential, but then he did a bunch of fucked up shit. And then he did this thing that we really like. So on this moment, he becomes presidential. Even though we know tomorrow, or possibly not even wait, that same day, he'll do something equally as fucked up as anything else he's ever done. Because you've got those people on the right that are like, they're just sitting there. Like, they know they should have sold the stock, like, you know, eight months ago, but they're holding on to it, hoping that one day they're going to get this crazy return on their investment. Like, it's not going to happen. But you're, that's why that you're still going to keep hearing that bullshit. At this moment, he became presidential. Because Fox News is just grasping at any straw they can to make he's this never, fucking idiot look good. He's never going to be presidential. Just That's, that's why he is what he is. his base yeah. supports him. So, well, so the, I'm trying you know, to paint that he's going to flip the switch. is just ridiculous. If he, if he actually did flip the switch and start acting... Like a politician, that would probably piss off his base more than anything he's done so far. Well, you know, it, it is interesting though because he he kind of already laid the groundwork in his run for the presidency when he talks about I don't know is it some campaign rally rally and he said that people were questioning whether he was he could be presidential. He said, "Oh, I can be presidential. You know, it's very easy. You just you know, you kind of like." I don't know, does some shit like stick his nose up in the air a little bit and and grab his lapels and strut around a little bit and act pious. And everybody laughed and said, ha-ha. But that was actually a little bit of uh, code word language or, or a bit of a cue so that you know, look, when, I, when I'm acting presidential, that's because... You know, my the people in the White House that uh, have a little bit of pull over me or, or manage to say, hey, we should really comment on this or that situation. So when I'm very formal, you know that I'm just really acting the part. And it's the the tweets and the offhand comments and, and stuff when, he, when he's really him, when he's really speaking the truth. So it allows people to... Co- to take what Trump says and compartmentalize it. If he says something in, you know, a meeting with some world leader or in a very formal uh, setting, they can just go, well, you know, he has to say that, he has to do this and that, that's part of the job of president. But we still know what's in his heart because when he speaks freely and off the cuff, when he tweets it out, those are the things that that we understand to be the real person that we voted for. But uh, you know, b- back to the meme real quick, though, because uh, this whole thing is spun out on both sides. The, really? The idea, well, the idea that this is, is inciting violence against the media is laughable. Yeah. It's 
it's first of all it's wrestling so it's it's not even fake it's i mean it's not even real in the first place and i mean uh it is kind of in poor taste when we're not so far away from what happened in what was it the race in montana where the reporter actually did get body slammed yes so you know but but do i do I think that Trump is going to lose it and actually body slam somebody from c n n It's very not likely, and you know is it possible that somebody could take that and run with it in ways that could incite violence on somebody in the media? Well, yeah, but there's nutcases out there that will look for any excuse to to act on their crazier thoughts. So I I can't really bet. I just, you know, if I'm not going to support that type of thought on on something that's something that's based on an idea that I believe in, I have to accept it for this as well. You know, I don't agree that... that this is something that should be that the president should be putting out there, but it's it's far from the most egregious thing that that he's put out there. Yeah, and and to go right to inciting violence as your reason for being outraged. I mean, not everybody was. I mean, there were more reasonable responses of just saying, "Look, this is just one more straw on the camel's back of." Uh, Hey, of Trump trying to tear down the media. Just remember, these are the same people that uh, a couple weeks ago were supporting Johnny Depp and Kathy Griffin. Yeah. But now they're jumping on well, Donald Trump for posting a fake graphic. Right. That incites violence, but they were behind Kathy Griffin holding up a bloody head and fucking Johnny Depp asking, you know, when's the last time an right. actor assassinated a president? But Donald, right, but, so, but, but this is too far. For those people, yeah. So if you if you want to say that Kathy, what Kathy Griffin did is an artistic expression, and that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you based on that. But you you have to take the the meme or the video or whatever you want to call it as well. I mean, even though this was just done by, well, it, it's debatable who's responsible for it. If it's actually a 15 year old kid in his basement, but. Somebody just pasted this together on you know Photoshop or whatever program you'd use to, to do that. Versus Kathy Griffin, kind of you know was had a photographer and staged this whole thing and and had a a, a bigger message behind it. But the thing about art is you can't just. I mean, everyone decides what art is for themselves. But you can't just go. Well, this is art and that isn't. The Mona Lisa's art and that graffiti. On the bridge isn't. No, it's it's all paint on surface, and it's all there to evoke a feeling, and it's all art. It's in the eye of the beholder. And, right. So, if you can claim artistic protection, artistic freedom of expression for Kathy Griffin, you have to give that to the president as well for for what he posts. Now, if he says somebody should body slam somebody from CNN and punch them, that's completely different, and. Also, if somebody like Johnny Depp says the, the, the ridiculous comments that he did about assassinating the president, that's different as well. That's not you expressing yourself artistically. You're saying in plain language what you hope 
will happen. So, the, <laughs> real quick the, though, just <clears throat> yeah. thought: if any actor would snap and try to assassinate Trump, it'd probably be Randy Quaid. So, <laughs> no, right? They need <laughs> the Secret Service needs to keep an eye on where he's at at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, man. I've seen some recent pictures. Homie doesn't look like he's far off from climbing a clock tower. That's just what I'm saying. He just. <laughs> He just has enough one day and just jumps in a biplane and tries to crash it into the White House. Exactly, exactly. Like, and I can hear the Three Stooges music playing while he's doing it. Too. Remember, it was he was just... talking about there's some secret group that's out to like assassinate actors or some shit. Yeah, he's already crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just want to look, right. honestly, Well, I mean, this, that shows this... you the difference. Hey, if this guy was a right wing nut, he'd have his own news program. <laughs> he'd have he'd have a spot on Infowars. I was going to say Alex Jones would have already put him on the payroll. Um, oh yeah. I, I, honestly, to me, it's just this is a big ado, just a big to do about nothing. I mean, is it is it petty for him to, to post that? Yes. Is it? I mean, how anyone can look at that and go, "Oh, that's that's trying to incite violence." Really, really, really shut the fuck up. Like just yeah. stop. It's stop. petty little baby bullshit. That's is like what it is. It's it's not. It's beneath the response from CNN. Exactly. And, and that's what I mean when I said this thing spun out of control on both sides. The the right lost their shit, and CNN started investigating. They found out where this this video originated from. Oh yeah, they threatened to the dox the guy. They fucking. Uh, and, that they created it. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. The, the threat of, of a dox, here's where it comes from, because I saw a lot of this, and I actually, not being up on my internet slang, I had to look up what it meant to dox, and if you're not familiar, it's basically just uh, find out all the person's information and publish it. So that, whatever. And this is this is kind of a more... This isn't just a hacker thing anymore. This is kind of how how business is done on social media and forums and whatnot. Somebody yeah, says something out, outrageous or egregious that you want them to be punished for saying, you find out where they work, you find out where they live, you talk to their family, you send messages, you, you let everyone know, hey, you are you know married to a racist, you, uh, you have an employee that steals pens from you, whatever it is. So it, it's this idea of justice that is... So it's being a tattletale... And pettiness, yeah, it's being a fucking rat. It's being a, it's being a, a, a it's acting like a child. And the first place yes. I really saw it happening was coming from the B-tards on 4chan. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, that, anytime that's, someone that's, that's so, bullshit. Well, I mean, there was and there was a few, there was a few times. I mean, one guy posted a, a video, cell phone video of him and a buddy of his, just like abusing this cat throwing it around slamming it against walls and stuff and the one thing that the one thing that'll get the b-tards over at 4chan all together is you don't fuck with cats so they just they put this guy on blast within a matter of hours and had the police at his door and like you know trying to get him arrested for you know animal cruelty but then it got petty then it turned into Hey, this person said something, and we don't like this person, so fuck it, let's put their shit out there. Hey, man, I went through it myself. 
I made a comment oh. on a news story. Someone went to my employer. I was like, is this the kind of person you want working mm-hmm. for you? Oh, I've had people right. I've had people threaten to take screenshots and send them to my mother's profile and I'm like, "Well, she's dead, so you can go ahead and send it all you want." Yeah, I know, right? I'm, but believe well, me, there's there's nothing I say on on Facebook that my family hasn't heard me say in person, so you can go ahead and just send it to everybody you can find. It's really funny because I, I saw a recent example of this happen where uh there's a there's a Twitter feed that is curated by a very vocal feminist and somebody like I can't remember I don't know if it was like a, a private message they sent her if he put her on blast publicly but was just trying to take her down a peg with uh, what his his own version of logic of why uh, feminism is meaningless and, and whatever and she she's a very smart woman and she tore him apart on Twitter, as did many of her tens of thousands of followers. And this guy got savaged on social media, and what did he do? He starts screenshotting everything and starts posting it on 4chan to try and find some people of, of like mind to you know, get his own group of people in, enraged over this behavior. And he not only gets shut down by the by the people on 4chan who are like, uh, it looks to me here like you picked a fight with somebody you that you couldn't take, and maybe you shouldn't just start shit. You know, like she didn't come after you, buddy. Well, he he forgot one of the unwritten and, rules of uh, 4chan, which is B is not your personal army. Right. Oh, but he also that he didn't though. I I forgot. Thank you for bringing that up. He posted it as. This guy is getting ripped apart on Twitter. Let's do something to save him. Oh. And eventually people were like, uh, that dude's you and you started it and we don't feel sorry for anyone in this situation, so fuck off. <laughs> Not only that, but the, the person with the Twitter feed found his posts on 4chan, screenshotted them, put them back on Twitter, and he got a bunch more shit. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of so, free time on our hands as a society, don't you think? <laughs> Yeah. Look at all I don't of this. I don't want to hear any more time about, I don't have time to blank. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to watch movies. I don't have time With to do this. Everybody that, involved, blank. what energy could that have gone towards to? What, what, could yeah. that, what could all that energy have gone well, towards to? Something more constructive. <laughs> but, but we got off track a little bit. I, want to, I wanted to get back to CNN's response because that's where all this started. CNN decides to track down who posted this video of, quote unquote, them getting beat up by Trump and finds that it originated from a, uh, a user known as Han Asshole Solo, which <laughs> great, is... Great name. It, look, as much as the news is frustrating, the fact that we, they have to report on people's handles on various social media and forums is quite entertaining to me. It's pretty awesome that they but, had to... Yeah. <laughs> Han, Han Asshole Solo. It's, yeah, it's like the top trending thing. So they find out who this guy is. You think there's a band out there with that name by now? And and because you said that that he was doxxed, right? So if I if I understand this correctly, I mean a strict definition of, of doxing is finding out the person's personal information and publishing it. And CNN didn't, but it's interesting in how they said why they weren't publishing it. 
I, I don't have the exact language in front of me, but it was pretty much like this. Uh, Han Asshole Solo is, uh, uh, is somebody who's identity we're not going to reveal because he is a private citizen which they could have just put a period right there and ended it all and been 100% right but instead it goes on to say a private citizen who is sorry for the things that he has been posting because on top of this uh, video that CNN found personally offensive I guess he was posting a lot of anti-Semitic bullshit as well and you know they said that he was sorry because they he was basically forced to write a letter of apology for the things that he's posted because he was getting so much shit for it. And it also states in the, in the article that CNN wrote that uh, not only is he sorry for what he did, but that he promises that he's not going to continue to post inflammatory things. So it really reads like it's not necessarily doxing, but it's, it's not exactly not blackmail either. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people, CNN and blackmail has been trending a lot on Twitter because of this issue. And the fact that they wouldn't commit to like, because what did I read that, you know, uh, we're not going to release his name. Uh, right. But, it was, it was, but, it, but we're not, it doesn't it mean we're not necessarily on. going to. Right. So. It's implied in there, very heavily implied, that if this user were to pop up with anything else that CNN disagreed with, they would then feel justified in publishing his name, which, given that, you know, the stuff that we've already been talking about, the reaction from social media from people, uh, it goes well beyond, especially when you're, you're involved in this type of behavior and known this publicly, it goes well beyond just being publicly shamed or banned from a forum or a social media or whatever. I mean, if this guy has a job, goodbye. If this guy has a girlfriend, probably goodbye. Yeah, why does it, everyone's it, life have to be ruined because they said something you disagreed with? Right. Well, you know, I, I'd like to... to put CNN on blast a little bit here on this too though they had no reason no business to investigate the source of this video in the first place they should have said that's beneath the president and therefore beneath us commenting on and move on but they got to get themselves wrapped up in this shit they've got to make the video of them getting taken down you know, as the number one story for as long as possible. You know, so You know why? Because people at CNN who are running CNN have obviously never been bullied. Because the best way to deal with a bully, someone who's been bullied, you fucking ignore them. Because that's what right. drives them crazy. If you, give, if you react either way to a bully, he wins. They win. It wins. Right. Whatever fucking pronoun you're supposed to use nowadays. <laughs> we'll By the way, can, well, too, can you know, point the out? Only re yeah, I just want to point out why is he? If he really wants to fuck with a cable news network, mm -hmm. and he really wants to go toe to toe and go and go, you know, twelve rounds, why the fuck don't he fuck with MSNBC? Because I guarantee you, they'd welcome he it. Can't because he's because because he, he's he is dumb, but he is not so dumb. Right. <laughs> Quite he honestly, to, to paraphrase Bill Cosby, I believe. So, in other words, you know, he picks on the kid who's the band geek, but he doesn't pick on the kid who might be the school shooter. Well, well, yeah, well, he also knows that MSNBC, that's just, 
I mean, that, he's got to know that, that 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 is the wolves den, like that is definitely the blue tie wearing. You know, CNN tries to give the appearance of one half of the tie is blue, the other half of the tie is red. But I mean, MSNBC is not; they're not scared to let it be known that they are all wearing the blue tie over there. Right. Yeah, but it kind of tips their hand in the. And there's, I mean, part of this war between Trump and CNN is the accusation that CNN is making this personal, that this isn't about policy, that this isn't about Russia ultimately. At the end of the day, they don't like Trump, and they want him out of office. And when you let him bait you with stupid videos and then go on to investigate that and make sure the stupid videos... CNN is making this now look like it is a personal vendetta and that it's okay for uh, other people to get mowed over in their in in them going after trump is john oliver the only one who has the flow chart of who succeeds trump like (laughs) we've talked about this several times that's no excuse if you if you the next three people in line are not are not great that is that is a 100 percent bullshit reason though to not go after trump for anything just because you might not like what the you you might even like the guy next in line worse than you like the current guy if you uh, it doesn't have anything to do with if you feel that the president has broken the law or continues to break the law then you have a duty to go after him regardless of what you think the consequences are going to be i've seen nothing we're like how many months into this Russia thing? Jeff Sessions still has a job. Well, I. Okay. Trump but, hasn't been asked <laughs> to testify about anything. Uh, come on, you think he's going to testify? Trump. I'm not has, saying he's going to. I'm saying hasn't been asked. Uh, I don't. I, we don't know if he's been asked or not. We don't know. I mean, if that was if that was if that was out there, somebody in the media would have fucking ran with it because. It, we all know fact-checking's gone at this point. We, we've gotten fucked on the sports podcast by it. Fact-checking's no longer a it, thing. It's who's first, what's the juiciest, what's going to get more eyeballs on it, hits, clicks, blah, blah, blah. But, but it's not an argument to say that Some, they, in, haven't found any, they haven't found anything in the Russia investigation because the Russia investigation is still ongoing. No, I, we, I agree. We, but, we only know what's been leaked. For all we know, they could have major leads that they expect to give concrete evidence to what they're investigating and they are just playing it close to the vest or just not leaking things because let's face it you know the the any regardless of who's doing the organi- the investigation they're only going to leak the things that are going to help them with their investigation it's the same way any police department does and it's also the same reason why Manchester was so furious about the the leaks that came through the American press. And you know, they they have their investigation the way they want to do it, and they they disperse the information to aid them with that. So all the leaks that we found out so far are things that can be easily kind of blown uh, tossed aside. You know, if you're a hardcore Trump supporter, you can go, oh well, look, you know, they didn't report this this. Or that, you know, uh, on their, 
They said that there's ethics violations, there's meetings. It's, it's all kind of vague. There's no hard evidence. So if you're a Trump supporter, you can easily go, oh, there's nothing there. But that doesn't mean that just because somebody in the FBI, for example, was willing to leak some information, that they were willing to leak everything that they knew about the case. And that what, is, what has been leaked to newspapers is the sum total of the, the case. We have no idea. It could be. Could be everything that they've got, and they're reaching for whatever they can get, and that's part of why they're leaking is because they can't get any concrete information, or it could just be that it's the stuff that they can leak without blowing up their whole investigation, without uh, jeopardizing what may turn out to be hard evidence. Well, it's July Fourth, and he's still president. God damn it! We were, <laughs> we were hoping. July 4th is coming down. Being by Labor Day? That's, <laughs> I mean, this year is a, is a big ask. And we, I, we also know that this process is not supposed to be easy. And that, you know, in all likelihood, there's many presidents that have gotten away with some very illegal shit. What? That, you know, and, and Trump might just be another one of them. Trump just might be bad at getting... <laughs> Trump just might be bad at getting uh, caught, you know? Probably a shitty criminal, you know? He's a shitty, we all have that, a shitty we all, criminal. We all have that one friend that always got arrested. Like, dude. You know, guy goes out for smokes and then get picked up on a warrant. We all have that friend. <laughs> Some of us had a few of those friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as long as we're, we're talking about social media and people's reactions to it, we kind of touched on on how everybody has to go completely over the top with the language in order to make oh, what they think is their We point. are in the age of hyperbole, my friends. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Right, so where, where do you feel like death threats fall in? Well, you know, actually, let's stage this with a story first because this all stems from a 4th of July post by a young woman who pisses oh. on an American oh, flag and says, fuck fuck y'all and fuck your country and, and fuck America and whatever, fuck freedom. What a, you know, it's not a very elegant message, but it's a message. Where's she from? And, and she, she got a lot of, uh, well, she got a lot of criticism. She got a lot of death threats. She's from Philadelphia. Now, eh, Canada ain't that far away, bitch. Man, of all the places, though. I know, Philadelphia freedom and shit. Come on. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, okay, her exact quote, fuck your nationalism, fuck your country, fuck your stupid fucking flag. Try, try that on the other side of the world. You know, that works out for right. you. Well, you know, here's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I, I could say that in, in some situation, you know. I wouldn't just post on Twitter that because I, I think that doesn't say exactly how I feel, but... You know, I can definitely see myself in a conversation about, well, how people use, uh, they use pri the, the pride in their country as a way to cover up the way that ultimately their, their country is just fucked up in major ways. They use, uh, uh, oh, uh, patriot patriotism is, is a way to just like, uh, spackle over all the rougher parts of America. But, 
Yeah, to that's a that's 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 a page right out of religion's handbook. Yeah. So yeah, you know, fuck nationalism in general. Yeah, I think most people. I'm, I I like America. Yeah, I'm I like the fact that we can make here. this podcast every week. Right. But part of me spouting my bullshit opinion is what I love about this country, and why I'm still not willing to. Uh, jump to Canada because they don't have the same. They have much more restriction on on speech than we do. I, oh yeah, so I like I'm the fact that to, I'm not willing to give that up. I like the fact that I'm on the lower end of the income spectrum and I got a big ass TV and high speed internet connection. And I, I like I, the I, fact I, that I got perspective. I, I like the fact that this girl can post this without being arrested. Yes. You know. Well, I mean, it's, it, it it's is the kind thing. of interesting to see the the response from a lot of people that are saying that she should, you know, do be deported, even though she's a citizen, she should leave the country, uh, that she should be arrested for this or whatever, or that she should just be straight up killed. It's again, it's hyperbole, man, and too. But it, it also, me and Anne were kind of talking on this or or pre-show chat, like. Also, too, I guess we got to get into what people are counting as death threats, because if it's the typical, you know, comment section, kill yourself, eh, is that really a death threat? Like, to me, if someone hits me up in my messenger, like, I have your address and I'm coming to kill you, I'm calling the cops. But, like, if somebody on the Internet goes, uh, kill yourself, like, I'm not, like, whatever. Why don't you go kill yourself? Well, right. You know, if I, if I, not that I ever have, but if I posted something on 4chan... And somebody threatened to rape or murder me, or told me that I should kill myself. I would, I wouldn't take that that seriously because I understand where I'm at, and that this is just a commonplace thing. All it really means is you pissed them off, and it, it's not like you've got a new enemy, and that person is necessarily going to dox you, per se. Or, or actually go after you. It's just what you say when you disagree with somebody on 4chan. That's the the climate. But when you post something on Facebook and then you have people you know, messaging you privately that you don't know, these same types of messages, it, I think, at least to me, it would come off as very different. I've only had that happen one time. They weren't like threatening me, but I've only had one time back in my drunken trolling days. One time where a person actually hit me up in the messenger and was like, hey, man, you know, it was like, let's talk this out. Like, what is your deal? And I was just like, wow, like, you actually come after me personally? I'm just sitting there like, why does it matter that much to people? Right. Well, you know, here's the thing with, with social media is that we do have a lot of power. You know, I, I think it's been shown that uh, the, the idea that fake news is getting out of control and the... You are fake news. The, the ludicrous idea that social media can actually do something about it and not just people being more educated uh, has led to Facebook hiring thousands of people to filter stories, having new algorithms to try and prove whether a story is true or not or having a, a w- developing ways for people to report stories that they think may be fake or to help them verify stories. Um, you know, a lot of hold, hand-holding and walking somebody through the news that even though they're just about every news source is available online if you do a little, know how to Google search a little bit. But, 
you know, people read and believe the first story that they hear from a source that they recognize, and then that's it. So, but another got my, but my my ugly American comments out of the way. I just want to know what did she expect? First of all, does she pay attention at all? Like, has she been alive the last year? Maybe possibly two. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. You 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 do something like this, which is an extreme expression, polarizing of. of your displeasure, hatred, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And then it's you get people to who get co- that response. Yes. Exactly. You're going to get an extreme response from either side when you do and something you, this polarizing. And if you start crying that you're being harassed, shut the fuck up. Okay. You got what you wanted. Be careful what you wish for. You just might fucking get it. All right. Stop it. Don't act like you didn't think in a million years someone's going to tell you to suck on the business end of a shotgun or to fucking take a long walk with a short rope around your neck or anything else. And I'm I'm really kind of surprised that the whole, because it's a female, this hasn't de-evolved into, oh, well, this is sexist and blah, 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 that give, she's being attacked. Give it a week. Really? I mean, I mean you know, anybody, I look, man, I, I, I kind of fall along the same lines as Bill Hicks when it comes to the flag. Would I personally burn the flag or desecrate the flag? No. But I think you, you have the right to. But you also then have to fucking deal with the consequences of doing so and posting it on social media. You're wanting a response. If you just wanted to piss on a flag and wipe your ass with it, you could do it in the privacy of your own home and throw it in the right. fucking trash. You, this is what you wanted. You got it. Now shut the fuck up about it. You get no sympathy from me. And the whole victimhood Olympics of who's being victimized the most is just old. And this is people fucking willingly throwing themselves in to play this game and then crying when exactly what the, the response they wanted to elicit from people, they get. Help! 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 I'm being repressed! Right. Well... Yeah, it would be nice if we could have conversations about this and not jump immediately to death threats when somebody pisses oh, us off. This, that, but, what, really? but ultimately, what's the, what's the answer? You're on 4chan. What's the answer? I don't know anymore. The, well, the, well, I'll tell you because... I mean, Why we can't have people, nice things? Some people think that the answer may be... Well, people should be... Well, let's just stop right there. People should be, but they're not. So moving on. You know, the, pe- people should be more growing up and, and not sling around death threats. Yes, but that's here's where we're at. Let's deal with it. So then the other side of that is, well, people should just learn to ignore it. I mean, it's kind of tough to not take things like that personally. But again, you know... It, you posted something intentionally inflammatory on social media. All right, it's the, cur- the third. The third option is to try and get Facebook or again whatever social media platform you use to do something about it. To actively say that they are going to, because I mean you can report people for all kinds of shit, and in most cases, unless what they're doing is completely outrageous. Nobody's no Facebook, Twitter, Instagram isn't going to do jack shit about it. You know, they they love inflammatory content because more people share it 
and comment and keep right. it going. You have to apply and the it, Kardashian theory to everything in life. Right. If you give it but, attention, it flourishes. Right. So, so you know, if the users, if the majority of users or even just a vocal minority of users were adamant about saying, you know, we want death threats identified and removed from our social media and, and, and private messages and all of that, that's something that, that these companies can tackle. You know, I mean, Facebook has proven it. They I didn't think that they would make they would try and make any move to try and control fake news and I was wrong. They I don't I still don't think they can do anything to successfully combat it, but they are throwing millions of dollars and thousands of workers at this what is now considered to be a problem. You are fake news. So so you either want your social media to police the language more, which I'm generally not a fan of, or you want people to just be better which is pie-in-the-sky thinking, or you grow a thicker skin and learn to ignore these things. Well, it's, it goes back really to... Really only... It goes back to, and, this is, and this, is, this is something we keep coming back to time and time again on this show. Everybody wants their speech protected, but they don't give a fuck about speech that they don't like. Yeah, and mm-hmm. by the way, Aaron, telling someone to get a thick, to get a thick skin now, you can't do that anymore, because then it forces them to have to deal with bad feelings sometimes. Don't be ableist, Aaron. Right. <laughs> Some people can't help. They have thin, thin uh, uh, dermal layers, okay? <laughs> I mean, look. No, but, but it's I, like you can't I, tell somebody to suck it up anymore. Like, that's, now, that's becoming pejorative. I'm learning that. At least social media is teaching me that. You know, I had, this discuss- I had a discussion with my little brother the other day, and I said, flat out, criticism does not equal hate. And he's starting to to understand that. Now, I don't know if that's just coming with age or if he's just been maybe he's a little bit more open-minded and or, or he's just seen things from different people that, you know, he's like, well, wait a minute. So you want to criticize everybody on this side, but anytime someone levels any criticism at you, even if it's constructive and done in the most respectful way possible, the first word that comes out of your mouth is you're just a hater. Or first thing that comes out of your mouth is you're just a hater. Right. That's another word that needs to fucking go away, but that's, we'll get to well, that. Well, you, you know, that's really interesting, Rich, because, I mean, maybe this is just the, the head of a problem that's been kind of boiling for generations in this country that stems from our... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm searching for the words here to express what it, uh, the idea of not having a large vocabulary, where um, where where everything is love or hate, right? I mean, when we talk about love or hate, when we think about the core meaning of the word, love is you know the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, and hate is the people who have wronged you. But that's not how we use the words. We love peanut M and M's, and we and we hate Naruto, or you know. We we uh, I don't know. Take your pick. We we love coffee, and we hate rain. I mean, whatever it is that you like or dislike, it's all about loving or hating. So I mean, maybe this idea that we've we've kind of narrowed our our vocabulary and we have this kind of built into our language now this extremist thinking. I mean, look if you. Let's go back a hundred years. 
and look at somebody living in a log cabin somewhere in America, right? And that guy goes out every morning and he chops wood. And he likes doing it, right? He wakes up at the crack of dawn, hears the birds sing, he gets his exercise in, makes sure he has wood for the day. It's a good feeling, right? If you were able to talk to that man, he would not say, I love chopping wood. He would say, oh, chopping wood gives me a feeling of, you know, uh, that I'm accomplishing something. Or he may describe, you know, what, what it is that he likes about it. But these days, if you fast forward 100 years and talk to the same guy who does the same activity, and that's how he does Oh, I love chopping wood. Chopping wood's the best. It's awesome. And, you know, this is just, it, it seems like innocuous uh, hyperbolic language, but it seems like now that we've simplified our, our language and the way that we express ourselves with it the more we've oversimplified the emotions that go along with it so that maybe you have really like convinced yourself that what you know whatever it is that pisses you off you can't just like not like that anime cartoon and think that it is subpar and shouldn't be on you have to hate it you have to think it's the worst anime ever right you have to have actual passionate feelings for it that allow you to hate it, which I don't understand. I mean, like, either you like it or you don't watch it. Fucking thing sucks! Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm not saying that, like, there's... These, it, these are only certain people because everybody does it. Yeah, I, but I, it does go I, back I'm to I'm guilty art. of fucking loving everything. Like, I fucking love that record. I fucking love that guitar. <laughs> I don't love any of this shit. But, but that's the language of the day. That's how, that's how we express ourselves with hyperbole. Hey, man, I got to say it. I got to say, exp- say, Aaron, I've had, yeah. I, I, I have, I've, had, I've owned a guitar that I loved. Because, <laughs> I, and, I, and, I, and I put it this way, it was like a woman but better because it didn't scream at me, it screamed for me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't jealous if I went and fingered another guitar. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was it was completely cool just to sit in the corner and wait for me to fucking want to show it attention. It was great. But am I off base on this? That, no, you're not. You know, you're not. Our, our simplified and hyperbolic language has led to this uh, these death threats. And on the other side, you know, having to be passionately uh, in line with somebody. I mean... These, hey, remember the, the other side of that is your Trump supporters, who no matter what this guy does, you're with him. You've tied you. You are a 100 percent Trump supporter. Well, it, it, you're 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 onto. I think you're onto the, the trail of it. You're you're right on the trail of it. And what I'll point out is, I you know we've seen Donnie Darko. Whether you like the movie or not, there's one scene in there Love that it. when. When it happened in the movie, I was laughing out loud to the point where my girlfriend at the time was looking at me like, "Are you okay?" And it was the scene where the teacher's doing the, the 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 Patrick Swayze Tony Robbins course, and she's like, "Okay, you find a wallet and there's money in it, and you keep the wallet. Now come to the board and mark whether that's either born out of love or hate." And Donnie Darko's like, wait a minute, that's born out of neither. There's a whole spectrum of emotions. No, the exercise says love or hate. 
I actually had that right. in school. I mean, not that exact thing. But, I mean, we had a teacher that played a game, Scruples, with us. And that was on the board, love and hate. And which which side does your decision that you made fall on? And I'm like, I remember thinking the same thing. Like, bitch, there's a lot more between love and hate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not the only fucking two emotions it's in the world. huge-ass well, spectrum. Well, so if that well, was happening well, yeah, I mean, us, there's, I mean, love and hate are both kind of outward projections, and there's also your inward ones of selfishness, which would probably drive you to keep a wallet that you found, more so than any outward emotion of how you know anybody else might think about you yeah and I, if if i went through that in the 80s i'm sure some other kids went through it in the 80s in school you know and, catholic school well this is, yeah this they, is they, daily routine <laughs> they taught you hate by beating on your knuckles with fucking rulers and shit uh, no by the 80s they were done beaten really yeah it just was it was extreme shame by the 80s that's the, that's like that would be the only reason to be a teacher at a Catholic school is you could smack the shit out of a little fucking yeah, the, kid. Yeah, the the kids in the seventies were the last to get <laughs> hit with the rulers. Oh, well, progress, I guess, right? Yeah. But no, I mean, you know, so if it if that was happening in the eighties, imagine the generations or the generation that, that came up after us, the type of shit they were exposed to. And on top of that, let's be honest, it's it's kind of strange to think that in today's day and age with the a world of knowledge at your fingertips with your smartphone or a desktop or a laptop that our vocabularies have shrunk as much as they have because it seems like it, it's almost counterintuitive it seems like they should expand yeah it's it's, it's like things like referencing like go, how go in this day and age is referencing in like grammar a lost art? like we have all this information at our fingertips and we are so lazy about accessing it well even go back and read something like read some Hemingway or some Faulkner and Better than that, ask the high school kids about when they're reading it, and they're like, I don't know what half these words mean. Seriously? Like back then where it, it, it literally took a courier to get a letter on horseback across, you know, well, that's that's it's not that far back, but you get my point. Like knowledge was not as freely and, and readily available as it is now, and, it's, and what have we used it for? Cat videos, porn, and, and death threats and yeah. dick pics. I know, right? Good job, everybody. The most basic, well, most basic yeah, things we could use it for. It, 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 my God, it's, I talk about it all the time, but if you watch Idiocracy and, and now, you're like, whoa, whoa, that happened. That wasn't supposed to happen that quick. I mean, we, we talk about the language. They said it was a mixture of, what, street slang, valley girl, and grunts. How far off are we from that? Like another 20 years, possibly? <laughs> well, you can make an argument that... that grunting as a form of communication really came back in vogue in the early 90s with tool time so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no what i'm talking now there's it, things as simple as you know just people like uh, 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 you know just Man, gesturing and, it's just noises yeah you, just, you ejaculate noises out of your sound hole and, you, and people know what you're talking about yeah how do yeah. you feel about this well, <laughs> you know right you think about that but well, Rich, I uh, you had uh, I, I don't know if we can talk about this if you want to talk about this, but you had shared with us privately, and I can edit this out if we're not talking about it. Okay. Um, the the message about uh, grammar correction being uh, well, I think it was everything. It was like 
racist oh. and sexist and can we, can we get into that? I mean, yeah, we, can we, we it, don't need to. We can keep it anonymous, or yeah, we don't. We don't need to go into specifics of how I, I ran into it, but I, I mean, okay. it's a it's a it's a public Facebook page. So I mean, I have no problem okay. naming the Facebook page it posted. It's called Third Wave Feminism on Facebook, and they had posted uh, a status saying making fun of someone's ability to spell and policing grammar as a, as a point in argument. Or in place of one is ableist, racist, and classist. Same goes for making fun of A A V E. This shit, that shit is not welcome here. A A V V. A A V E, which I'm not sure what the fuck oh. that the hell is. What's wrong with you people? Okay. Probably some group that they've affiliated themselves with. Well, hold on, we'll, we'll just do because it. it uh, African American vernacular English. English. So, Ebonics. Oh, my God. Okay. Ebonics. I'm okay. having another computer throwing out moment <laughs> right now. I might, I might be there with you. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, so, wait, wait, the first one was, it was ableist, as in, like, some people are just not able. They were born with some defect that causes them to spell words incorrectly, because if so, I mean, that's me. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be hey, like uh, dyslexia, ADD, ADHD, something along those lines. Something that made it hard oh, okay. to sit and sit still or, or be able okay. to uh, memorize, you know, the rules of grammar and all that. Right. Rich, that um, cat meme about it, Chicago had AAVE in it. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's racist. It's racist. Right, which because is, uh, which well, 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 I want to double back on that. Again, one. black but, people have something that allows them not to be able to spell. I don't know. <laughs> I. Mm, and what was the third uh, one? Classist. Classist. So, uh, so someone asked the person who posted because it, libraries aren't free. Libraries. <laughs> library. <laughs> I, did, I did not say library. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> We did, no, though. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Just to be oh, a smart okay, okay. It's like when people <laughs> thought, are like, hey, call an ambulance. I'm like, what the hell's an ambulance? You mean an ambulance? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. apparently I'm sexist, ableist, and classist for saying that. But anyways, yeah. so someone asked the question, how is that racist? I'm genuinely curious. I understand the other two. And the page right. responds back with, in the case of English as a second language, folks. And it's like, okay, I mean... That's that's racist. Tough shit. That that's, you don't. That, that's that, that English say. isn't your first language. If I, I'm sorry. If I go over to another country and I'm speaking broken, if I'm going to, if I go to France and I'm speaking broken French, and they look at me, it's racist. Go, you didn't say Mexico. And they go, I, I'm I'm sorry. I I don't understand you. It's not racist. I mean, that's not that's not even. It's, I wouldn't consider that even like snooty. That's just my French well, sucks. And why? Yeah, you know. And the only way it's going to get better is if I practice it. And to me, like this is that whole post just shows why I'm not down with feminism these days. People, you know, don't, you don't believe in equality. No, I, I'm I'm an egalitarian. I believe everybody is born equal, and everybody should have an equal fucking starting ground as best as we can. I mean, Think as we can it. get give it. However. I'm not going to fucking bend my fucking knee and bow down to anybody regardless of what historically, the, not them, but people who look like them or have the same genitalia as them have been through. 
I don't give a fuck about what happened 150 years ago to people who looked or sat down to pee like you. I don't care. I deal with you. I want to deal with you as an individual, not you as a group. Yeah. And it's just, this just so, to me, I was just like, look this at, is. Look at, you are applied every bad label for what? Correcting puncturing in grammar or punctuation in grammar? Well, this is, yeah. this goes back to what I was saying. Any criticism is taken as hate. You're a hater. And this is the next logical step because hater is not a strong enough word. And hater is one of those words that gets thrown around to where if I say, I don't like Brussels sprouts, why are you hating on Brussels sprouts? <laughs> I hate. I just don't like them. They fucking I, suck. You know, Actually, no. Well, I love I them. Mean, They're delicious. Some people are just. Well, I'm. I'm one of them. I'm. I'm driven bad by poor grammar that I see oh, everywhere. Me too. And even though I'm a self-confessed bad speller who has to, you know, do it, usually two or three Google searches just to make one tweet, because I'm deathly afraid of. Of even though I, I spell it and I go okay I know how to spell this word and then I look at it and I go uh, but I'm only 98% sure that that's how mm -hmm. it's spelled and if I if it's not right somebody's going to call me out on that and therefore be able to negate the actual subject of my uh, of my post well that's I know? I ran into that earlier this week someone had posted about uh, it was a discussion about genders and someone posted, well, what about uh, hermaphrodites? And then, of course, the people come out of the woodwork, oh, you can't use that word. It's, I'm like, it's a medical term. Yeah, that's that the actual, never, that is in the dictionary. That's not a term that I've never heard someone use it as a slur against somebody. Yo, you're a hermaphrodite. I've never heard yeah. that. I mean, and I've heard a lot of slurs against people. And I'm like, okay, but whatever. So this guy was like, so what's the, what's the proper term then? I mean, you could tell he just used it because he didn't know any other word to use. And this one right. person come back and said inters intersex, not intersex, Inter intersex. Oh, like the movie Inner Space? Right. Yeah, they, they, they mean, spelled it I-N-N-E-R-S-X. That's when grows inside your body. So all of a sudden, all these people come out of the woodwork. Is that just called a vagina? All of a sudden, all these people come out of the woodwork and start attacking the guy. And it went on for, I don't know, 40, 50 messages. And finally, I just posted. I said, oh, yeah, hey, look, he, mi he misspelled one word. So that negates everything he said, huh? That just right. it to it totally makes everything he said wrong. It's okay. It's not, a, it's not ableist. It's not racist. And it's not classist to point out someone who uses a misspelling, who uses but, improper punctuation. It's a dick. It's also petty move in an argument though right. is what it is. It's looking for it's anything right. wrong and jumping it's, on it. it. It's like it's, when I'm arguing with my... It's what you my, do when you have no point. It's like when you I'm arguing... You have no counterpoint. Yes, it's like when I'm arguing with a woman I'm in a relationship with and we're talking about, we're arguing about something that happened today and shit that happened six months ago gets brought up and I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with what we're talking about? Stop oh. trying to change the subject. Oh. Is that the first woman you so met like though, our, man? <laughs> so it's like our president. Yeah. Why are you bringing up old shit? Yeah. Hey, hey, people are saying you colluded with Russia that they uh, were involved in the uh, in in swaying the election and that you're doing nothing about it now. And his, what's his response? Well, actually, his response uh, his more recent response to that is, uh, I'm sure it was Russia. I'm sure it was a lot of other countries too. 
a lot of countries out there have interest in in our politics. And not only that, but if this did happen, why didn't Obama do anything about it? Yeah. Yeah, let's bring up yeah, yeah. Why are you bringing up old shit type stuff? And and here's the thing. My mother was a world-class arguer and her technique at arguing is a, the way she wore people down in an argument is a lot like the way the AIDS virus wears your body down. I know it sounds like a weird comparison, but give me a second. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. The AIDS virus attacks you one way, and your body fights that off. And then it attacks you another way, and your body fights that off. And then it attacks you in a different way. you know. And basically, it wears your immune system down to where it can't fight anymore. My mom would, would start an argument about one subject, and by the time that argument, usually the person basically just threw their hands up and said, fine, you win, and walk away from her. She had thrown out so many subjects at him, they couldn't keep up. It was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way of constantly attacking somebody to keep them off balance. Because if you can't get your, if you, you know, if, if you've ever been in a fight and you can't get your footing, then you can't, you know, throw a punch and get your hip into it, nothing. So if you're constantly off balance, you're ripe to get knocked the fuck out. And right. she just did the verbal equivalent of it. And I learned to argue from her. And so it, to, it took me quite a few relationships of doing that to other people. And finally, the, the you know, my ex-wife pretty much, I'm not going to say she broke me of the habit, but she wouldn't play the game. She would shut it down and go, I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation about 20 different things when we're sitting here trying to talk about this subject. You're not going to do this to right. me again. If you want to play that, you, there's the cat. You can go argue with the cat. I'm done until you want to discuss the subject at hand. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I, it's, it, to me, it's, that's, that's the kind of shit it is when you're arguing with someone online and then you misspell something or you, you use the wrong punctuation right. and then they throw that out there. It's like basically you're right. saying you quit. Right. You have well, nothing else. Dude, I'll tell you. Right. It's saying let's let's refocus the argument on something that I feel like I can win. Yeah, the Donald Trump errors cured me of comment sections. Like I, I gave up. I think about March, March or April. Like, I'm fucking done. I, you know, I I still uh, most of my tweets. Honestly, most of my activity on Twitter is retweeting other people that stuff that I find interesting, funny, or informative, and commenting on. Uh, others, other people's tweets that a lot of which I, I don't agree with, and I don't necessarily. I'm not there to start a fight because then you'll just have these ridiculous uh, arguments where people go, oh, "I called him a cuck," so our side won. <laughs> I, I, I called him a cuck first, it, but I do like to just kind of uh, ask questions or. Put stuff in there that will make people comment on it. That will yeah I, further further re reveal their. Uh, you're running the same arc I did. You know, I'll give you a year. You'll be beat down. Well, that no, used to okay, be, so, that used to be my mo. And uh, I'll, I'll give you a recent example because it, it's I brought her up more than a few times by now. But the the person who runs the the website and Twitter feed, a wife with a purpose, who is. Uh, extremely pro-white and very anti-everybody else, but portrays herself as this wholesome person, right? So 
She she posts an article, uh, actually not an article. She posts a picture and comments on it. She put, posts a picture of Hamtramck. Now, we're local to us. We're familiar with Hamtramck, but not everybody is familiar with that name. It's a little kind of uh, I don't know. You call it. A, it's almost a mini city within Detroit. It's within the city limits, but it's its own city kind of. It's, it's not like, really. A, it's not like a suburb. It's like a neighborhood, like Harlem's a neighborhood in New York City. Right. Yes. Very good. And she posted, you know, uh, this Hamtramck was settled by Germans and Polacks, and now it's <laughs> she's, she's in Polacks. Uh, no, she probably didn't. Oh. But I mean, that's the term, okay. right? That'd have been awesome. I I don't know. I I just it, if it would fit with what you were saying. I'm sorry. Poles. Okay, Germans and Poles. It was populated by Germans and Poles, and now it is majority Muslim. Oh, yeah. They even call to prayer every day. My buddy lives. Rob St. Mary, formerly Projection Booth, lives in Hamtramck. Right. So what? It sh- then it shows a picture of like a, a Polish deli, and walking in front of that are people wearing uh, well, like women in hijabs and stuff like that with their heads covered and whatnot. And, you know, I mean, you First of all, most sane people would probably look at that p- picture and just go, "Hey, that's well, New York. Look, that's fuck, or yeah. that's just fucking America." Yeah, right. You see a mixture of culture like that, and you go, "Hey, that that's you know represents a, a couple little slivers of America together." Hey, melting pot. But this is right. But the and uh, you know somebody else could post that exact same thing, and if the if you knew them to be. Um, not racist, you might go, okay, well, you know, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe it's not a good or a bad thing. Maybe it's just what happens. Groups of people move into one area, then they move out and other people move in. But there's the implication that that is bad because if you look at the rest of her Twitter feed, it's a lot of anti-Islam stuff and how Islam is, is taking over this country and we have to keep uh, Sharia law from being in, uh, being written into our constitution. I'm asking these people where, where is this threat of Sharia law at? Where do you live? I live close to Dearborn, Michigan. There's no threat of Sharia law around here. Right. She lives in Utah. Oh, and get I'm the like, fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> oh, one one of the comments was, "One day we will read about the Dearborn War." Well, <laughs> you know what though? You know that one. The, Maybe. How maybe? Just we. You think? I think if what? I think if shit ever starts here, where you think it's gonna start here? There, New York. I don't think it's gonna start in Dearborn because that's where, that's where, that's where they live. The, the largest. Um, yes. Uh, this is what I keep trying to tell people. I'm like, look, if you live in Garden City, if you live in in Dearborn Heights, but there's plenty of shit. You probably should be more worried than living in Dearborn. But too, also, there's plenty. You could point to plenty of stuff in the Middle East where they, they'll blow their own people up. That's because we're occupying. Well, you got right. the Shiites and the Sunnis, and you got occupying armies that are there. That's a different well, story. Okay, but yeah, before we <laughs> we go off on that, let, let me just finish. My I need that drop from this. Silicon so, Valley. The how are you with casual racism? Right. <laughs> okay, so so I could actively call her out on her racism, but that doesn't move the conversation forward at all because this 
this word has been so overused and has no meaning left to them, certainly, to them being the uh, people who post anti-Islamic stuff and are just like, what, what? I just really love white people. And <laughs> I, so, that, I mean, that's not going to get the... That's not going to move uh, the conversation forward. It's not going to make anyone think different. And there's, honestly, there's nothing that I could put in a tweet that would do any of that. But you asked some questions like, well, first of all, you know, I, I, my first response was that Utah was settled by Native Americans and is now majority white. So, you know, what's your bigger point here? And just that's that's really the best you can do is is, is I don't know you can't do anything you can't argue with people online all no you can't They're but but if you can but if you can throw something out there that that might you can't debate with people who don't people want to debate I think that's right. the big lesson I've taken away from my drunk controlling or days ha- or are open to having their opinions change yeah they've made up their mind they're not going to change their mind. And right. they're not looking to debate. So, they're looking to hear their same sentiments just echoed back in their face. They want they want uh, uh, validation. Right. So, I mean, probably the best response I would get with people that disagree with me is either just a, a shrug or move on or, or, or whatever. Whereas I, I call her a racist. She calls me a libtard. And even though, I mean... I'm not saying that I'm necessarily that liberal, but anybody who disagrees with her in anything is a, is a race-hating, uh, a self-race-hating libtard. And, hey, what's up, Snowflake? Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. No, it, but it's how... Hey, as someone who's, you know, embraced a few principles of the right for a few years, uh, I'm well aware of it, because if you like small government... You know, you know, then you are officially, you know, anyone on the left, you're you're automatically thrown in the pile with Ted Cruz and Paul Ryan. Like, no, what? Just because I don't want, just because I want here, pay the police and keep the streetlights paved. It's because all I want done with my money. Like I'm on that side. Fuck you. I don't know where your your honest small government people are anymore. I mean, if you're, and then there's a lot of people out there. It, that are for small government, or at least claim to be. But, I mean, let's face it. For most people, small government means keep your nose out of my business, but step in when I need you. Small government is, hey, don't tax us too much when we import or export these, uh, these cars, but when we manage to fuck our own business in the ass for 20 years and end up with no customer base, please come save us. Uh, for me, it's, it, it even just ties to even just uh, don't waste my money. <laughs> you, take, right. you take a third of it every two weeks. So don't fucking waste it. And it bothers me when I see it wasted on stupid shit. And that's well, it. Because that's, that's everything exactly. else with the right fucking... I'm not... You know? That's, that's exactly how I feel when I hear people go, I'm for small government... But I want a stronger military. We need to increase the military budget. Uh, um, what? How do you yeah. think that gets paid? That ain't that that, that 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 we don't print money just for the military, and it comes out of nobody's pocket. That's taxpayer money. 
how are you for smaller government if you're for fucking keeping our nose and stuffing our military down everybody's throat wherever we have business interest? Which is another topic all to itself, but... <clears throat> Dude, that reminds me of a... I had a mind fuck bumper. Look, I had to tell this real quick, and then we'll get right back to it. I saw this, this car two weeks ago in Seattle. It perplexed me because one half of the car had a sticker that said, um, insatiable is not sustainable, and something about vote yes on prop whatever, you know, vote on climate action. And then the other side, the other bumper sticker says, how can we spread freedom abroad if we lose sight of it at home? I was like, whoa, what side are you on? Sorry, just you saying that just jarred my memory about that. I, 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 it, I don't know. I, I, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I derailed it. I drove it right off the track. Oh, no, no, I, I'm sorry. I know what I was going to say. I just was reading uh, a little bit of military history, and there's a Marine general who, going by the quotes he was using, pretty much he, he, he served 33 years as an officer in the Marine Corps, and won a CMH twice, I believe. And judging by the times he was, the dates he was using, he pretty much seemed like he fought around the turn of the century through World War One, and you know that was the period he served. And the quotes he was talking about, and he was like, you know, I've been all over the world, I've instilled, I've overthrown democratically elected governments to instill tin pot dictators for American corporations to get a foothold. One of the things was the, the, um, the sugar production in one country. And I mean, he just kept giving examples left and right. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is one of the top military people of the time. This is 100 years ago. If you take the dates and you switch around stuff like, let's say, sugar for poppy fields in Afghanistan or, right. oil, or oil fields... Nothing's really changed. And that's what amazes me is that most people who claim they want small government are the type of people who are like, yeah, we need oil. Let's go over there and bomb them ragheads and take their fucking oil. Well, yeah. what, how do you think we're going to do that? We're, we're going to show, show up with two people from you know, the south side of Chicago and they're going to give harsh language and dirty looks and they're just going to hand over the oil? It don't work that way. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to send taxpayer-funded and what we have now, a poverty draft... Because that's, that's how we get people in the military. Oh, here's a $10,000 sign-in bonus, and we'll pay for college if you, if you join. Rich people ain't joining the military for that shit. If you, in fact, I, I guarantee you, if you ask a rich person who's joined the military why they did, they're either going to say they felt it was their duty and obligation to serve their country, or most likely if you get them alone and get them to tell the truth, they're going to say because they want to kill somebody. So, I mean, we're taking poor and working-class kids, throwing them in the military, training them, and then funding them to go over there. And it's not like we're doing this for the bald eagle, the, the flag, mom, and apple pie. We're doing this because it furthers business interest in these areas. It makes corporations and the heads of the corporations and the shareholders of these companies money. I mean, he basically said he was a paid thug. He was nothing more than a, a strong-arm man for the U.S. government. Go in. Hey, that's a nice plate glass window you got. Be a shame if a brick went through it. You want to pay us some protection money? Well, who do I need protecting from? 
us. I mean, it's it's one of the oldest grifts in, in, in the world. And I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's where I kind of, when I hear people that are libertarian talk about, yeah, I want smaller government. I want us to bring our fucking troops home. Stop intervening in every single thing across the fucking world. I'm like, well, at least, at least they understand smaller That's how I government. Feel. Smaller government means bringing the troops back home and contracting the military instead of expanding. Right. But to most people, smaller government just means take less of my money. But Regardless of who you are. If you're making minimum wage, take less of it out of my yeah, paycheck. Yeah, that too. If you're running a multi-million dollar corporation, ta- you know, let us get away with paying less taxes and don't have a lot of oversight that makes us have to uh, in, or spend it smarter man. technology that that costs us money spend it smarter can you imagine if we poured into our schools if we poured into defense right. we'd have public well, college well well yeah no I, I i'm not saying that that is necessarily a wrong point of view if you think you're being overtaxed and not getting what you are necessarily what you're paying in then yeah you have a grievance and and there's, there's nothing wrong with wanting smaller taxes. It all depends on what you expect from your government. But to to say that you know you want your government to tax you less, but you also want them to do all these other things for you, doesn't exactly line up. Yeah, and then you get into those fucking taxationist theft assholes. <laughs> those yeah, those people bother me. Like first of all, income tax is illegal. We've had those. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's just—that's a good quote I heard a few years ago. I mean, taxes are really—they're kind of a necessary evil. They pay for civilization. You know, I'm—I'm I'm to the point where I know you're going to take it. Just fucking take it. Just don't spend it on dumb shit. Right. So I don't—I don't think that taxation is theft. And you know, if you got right down to it, I don't know if a lot of people who say that—if you—if they would really. Ag- agree that they shouldn't be taxed anything and still expect to have hey, a government. I mean... The road you're driving I mean, on, it, that costs something. Well, that, those materials well, right. cost something. The people to lay it cost something. If you take taxation as theft as literal, then that person is not a libertarian. They're an anarchist. Something bought that streetlight. But, but I think if you flesh it out a little bit, what you find in most cases is it's not really that... All taxation is theft. It's misappropriation of taxed funds uh, 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 is theft. Taking my money and spending it on things that I don't think that you should be spending it on is akin to theft. But once again, it's, that's, that's where we butt heads in this country. There's so many yeah. disagreements on what to spend it on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Did you watch... Did you watch uh, Dan Savage recently on uh, Bill Maher. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was you pretty know, interesting. You know, my respect for that man just keeps growing and growing because he came out and he said something that I've been kind of saying for, well, not kind of, I've been saying for quite a few years, especially around 2011, 2012 is when the right really started pumping up the entitlements. They started using that word. Right. For things like Social Security and, and Medicaid, or excuse me, Medicare, not Medicaid. And I was the whole time going, why does no one stand up and go, hey, you stupid fucking cocksuckers. That's not an entitlement. I paid into it, okay? That's my fucking money. Right, right but, the, but instead, they let conservatives control the 
conversation by letting them set the, the language and therefore the tone. Exactly. It's the same thing that happened with the Obamacare. Republicans started calling it Obamacare. Everybody started calling it Obamacare. Democrats eventually gave in and started calling it Obamacare. Well, what they didn't even, realize was that Obamacare had a transitive property in a lot of people's minds that, was, that went like this. I don't like black people, therefore I don't like Barack Obama, therefore I don't like anything that has his name in it. Well, and, yeah, that's, I mean, he he did during his one of his debates with Romney when Romney referred to it as Obamacare, and I think, if I'm remembering correctly, the uh, moderator tried to correct him, and Obama said, "Hold on a sec, I'm proud of it. I'll take that. You can call it Obamacare all you want. I'm proud of what we've done." So I mean, he kind of he kind of flipped it on him a little oh, bit. I don't you know take how it well back. It stuck. Yeah, that's our word. You can't yeah, use that. That's word. my word. But uh, yeah, well, I think it's also an admittance that the damage is done regardless. That yeah. people were going to base their view on the health care system on whether they thought Obama was doing a good job or not. Yeah, so I think at that point he just said, "Well, fuck it, I might as well double down on it because there's no there's no backing out of this. There's no getting it back to the Affordable Care Act." Right. Me- um, meanwhile, people don't even know what is or isn't Obamacare. And most people don't understand where they're getting their health care from. They, they don't get that Medicare is from the government. They don't get that our current policies on Medicare are covered by Obamacare. Well, see, that's the thing. I guarantee you if you stopped 10 people on the street just at random and said, Tell, explain to me the difference between Medicaid and Medicare, I'd say, I would conservatively say my guess would be 50% of them couldn't tell you the difference. Right. They would say it's the same thing, isn't it? No. One's for when you're a senior citizen that you've paid into. One is for people on disability, low income, or poor people. That's Medicaid. Medicare is what you've paid into, just like your Social Security. Right. Right. So, yeah, there was a – NPR was doing a story about this recently. They were somewhere down south talking to people about their health care, you know, their experiences with it and their opinions on it. And there was an older woman who she was talking to about her current plan. And she said that she was very satisfied with it. She said, you know, previously I was on, uh, Oh, I know you, that you just explained it to me, but I'm going to confuse it. But she was Medicaid. on Medicaid. Yeah. Right. That that's the one that you pay into. No, that's Medicare. No, okay, she was on Medicare then. She was on Medicare, then was able to move off of Medicare onto a uh, an Obamacare plan. And she said that she was very happy before. She's very happy now. She was able to keep her doctor, uh, who she's very happy with. You know, there's some things that are different, but she's learned to adjust, and she's not looking for any changes in her health care, right? And then the reporter asked her, well, what do you think about Obamacare? Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> well, well, how can you expand on that? Well, I mean, it's right there in the name. I don't like Obama. So how am I going to like anything with his name on it? It's, it's the same type of people who were walking around at, at the teabaggers with their signs saying, keep your government hands off my Medicaid. 
Right. <laughs> and it's like you understand that you that's guys, a government funded health care no, program, don't. right? And they don't. I You're right. I'm telling you, man. We are irony is dead. Like I mean that that is irony that is literally irony illustrated. That sign. Yeah. We don't have it anymore. Our sense of irony is gone. Well, the reason I is brought up the reason I brought up Dan Savage is I like what I, oh, what he said about Oh yes, I'm sorry ta- I got you off track. Taking back the the, the, the the phrasing of certain things. He goes because <clears throat> one of the points that he made that I thought was really good and well put was you know, the Republicans wanted to frame the issue of gay people getting married as oh, it's gay marriage. And right. the left and, and and gay is gross and it made people think about butt sex. Mm-hmm. And the left actually stood up, or, or a certain segment of the left stood up and said, "No, it's called marriage equality. It's not gay marriage. It's everybody has a right to get married. It's marriage equality." And when you put it that way, yeah, I mean, it's as fucked up as it's going to sound. Chris and I sat through enough marketing classes. And Aaron, you're not dumb. You know how how advertising works. It's just oh, yeah. changing I, I've a few taken words. Some classes, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just it's just you just change a few words, and it's amazing the mental picture that either shows up in people's heads or doesn't show up in their heads based on a few words being changed. I mean, the military does it all the time. You used to, you know, if, you used to, you know, if 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 you killed someone who was on the same side as you they they called it friendly fire at one point and yeah. i think now they call it you know like blue on blue contact it's something so removed from the fact that you just you know fired on your own people that it's you know it almost sounds pleasant blue on blue contact you know yeah where can i get so what were we talking about earlier uh, is that, AAV? Is that included in the eighty bucks that I gave the hooker? <laughs> well, it's kind of just like what was AA- is that extra from earlier? AAVE, African American vernacular. vernacular. Well, yeah, I forget the E English. I I don't know, but yeah, and it's it's the truth because the Republicans, like, look, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat. But the Republicans are masters of dictating the conversation and where the conversation is going to go. And it really is time for the left to really take a look at itself and go, and the Democrats specifically as a party, because they really did not come out of the 2016 election looking well. No, there's, and they're still losing elections. <clears throat> We're six months in to Donald Trump and all these special elections that are happening. Republicans are still winning them. And they really need to refocus. And one of the things I think they could do is take Dan Savage's advice and start dictating the terms that are used when these subjects come up. Because if they don't, it's like well, global warming. Global warming was a misnomer, just like calling Native Americans Indian was a misnomer. All right. Those, it's not global warming. It's climate change. Because every idiot I know was like every winter when it got down below freezing, oh, oh, so much for global yeah. warming. Hey, stupid, that's not how it works. It, I yeah. understand that the lift kit on your truck and the rebel flag with the don't tread on me flag with the I support the police, which is completely fucking opposite of don't tread on me. Pick one because you can't have them both. 
uh, tell you differently, but whatever, dipshit. It's not global warming. It's climate change. And yes, whether you whether they want to believe it or not, the majority of the scientists in the scientific community have come to a consensus that yes, humans and what we do can affect the climate. I mean. Do, Look at smog. What, you How do you even argue with that? How do you argue with that? What, you don't mean constantly filling the atmosphere with carbon dioxide would have an adverse effect on it since it's mostly made up of oxygen? Get the fuck out of here. Exactly, exactly. All you well, got to do, is, you gotta do is, 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 is talk to anybody. Not if you understand flat earth principles. Oh, boy. <laughs> by the way, way, by the way, I brought that up. Saying that the carbon dioxide goes underneath the earth. The fact that you should... Okay. Put it this way. Because it's heavier. Put, take something in your fridge that is old. Bring it out. Let it get to room temperature. Check on it in a week. There's my case for climate change. Like, what affects that shit? Time, temperature, moisture, bacteria, which that would be us. Yeah, we're all going <laughs> to rot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you start growing strange molds. Well, no, it affects and starts changing the environment inside no, that no, little sealed yeah. container. Like, if... Fucking Christ, man! But yeah, and it, it, to me, it's did 2016 should have been the wake up call, and it should have been the point where the Democrats go, "It's time to have our version of the Tea Party." Well, they come in in the midterm elections and just fucking clean house. Well, they're too busy and talking I, down everybody and telling everybody what to do, and that's the problem. But see, like that's how the, we got Trump. You got a whole country that's tired of being talked down to and told that because that's what i don't like i think the, well, I, i'm not sure if it was bill maher or somebody else on that show started going after people in the midwest and i'm just sitting there thinking or bill maher was teeing off on trump voters or something and i'm sitting there thinking like dude that is most of the country like this is this is exactly how we got our current shit show in the white house you have a whole group of people that's tired of being told how to think what to talk what they're doing is wrong shamed for everything they do and that's kind of where we're at. And, well, that is the thing, though. That, that is a small. These are these are groups that don't. Okay, these are groups that are saying we want to fight oppression, we want equality, but they really don't. What they want is to be propped up on the backs of other people who they see and view as their oppressors. So, in other words, you want to basically tip the scales way in your favor to where you are now the oppressor. Because you think that's fair. Okay, well, here's the problem. What power? Because I, I had this, I had this discussion with a person recently about how nobody can be racist towards white people. And I said, okay, let me strap in. Go explain this to me. <laughs> Race. I'm a pork. I'm gonna top off my coffee and get a light cigarette. Go. He said, race plus power equals racism. What power do black people have over white people? And I said, okay. Here's where I'm going to point out your first fallacy. Uh, what power do does any group of people have over another group of people completely? Because there's white people, rich in, people. There's white people in politics. What I don't have the same power as them just because I share the same skin tone. And when Barack Obama was president, you weren't president just because you shared the same skin tone as him. <laughs> yeah, well, people were. Just, we won. No, you didn't win shit. So what power do I have over you? Well, if you get arrested, chances are you're going to get sentenced 
less than I am. That's true. And you know who's going to get sentenced even less than me? Women. Happens all the fucking time. Women serve, on average, two-thirds less of a sentence for the same crimes that men commit. So why don't you go after them? Oh, that's right, because you would get shouted down politically. It's not about you want a level playing field. It's about these are the type of people that want to have the game rigged in their favor. And they're willing to go out and say and do anything to have it. And that's the problem. These people are now being lumped in with people on the left. And even my brother, who I, I just recently had to talk to, he said, it's really hard to try to side with someone who wants me to bend my fucking you know, head and basically you know, let them step all over me because that's what they say they, that has to happen for them to be equal. He goes, it's, it's, how, how am I supposed to do that? And, and he said something that blew my mind. He goes, I, I've been on Twitter. I've been on social media long enough now. I see racism and, and pure hatred and evil from both sides. And I'm like, I don't think you'd have said that three years ago, two years ago, a year ago. I don't think you'd have said that. So, I mean, it, and, this, and he is super liberal. I mean, he's, <clears throat> I don't know if he'd label himself a communist or a socialist, but he's along those lines. All right. He thinks that we have no left in this country. <laughs> he thinks the left is actually in the middle. And I mean, as far as if you look at the Clintons, yeah, they weren't all that technically liberal, according to the far left. But, you know, that's another conversation for another day. But I'm like, if, 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 if shit is happening and it's opening your eyes to this shit, then here's the issue. Just like I've said this multiple times, police constantly say when we call them out for their brutality, it's none of your business. It's an, it, you can't fix it. You're not one of us. Okay, then your job is to police your own fucking people and to clean your own house. Because if you don't clean your house and your garbage spills out into the streets, then it's now our problem. All right. Islam. <clears throat> exactly. And I'll go a step further. The, 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 the black leaders who stand up and say, white people, mind your own business. Coleman Young, get your ass back across the eight mile. Then you better clean up your own fucking city. I don't want to hear fucking the white man this, the white man that. Because 50 years after the 67 riots, Coleman Young, if he was still alive, would have a rock hard dick because he's got his fucking utopia in Detroit. Oh, man. And what has happened? It's emptied the fuck out. I need that drop from Don't Be a Menace. The message. I mean, so <laughs> if, if, we, if, we, if, if, if me as a white straight male, which is amazing because these people say, if I say that's a black male right there, you're racist for pointing out that he's black. But yet it's the first thing that comes out of their mouth is you're a white straight male. What do you know about anything? Okay, fine. Then clean up your own fucking mess. Thanks for pointing out my obvious characteristics. Thank you. Because that's what, to me, that's what the that's what the people who voted for Trump out of spite towards those type of people. That's why they did it because they're tired of being talked to like that. Yes, like every time I hear people just when when they start talking about you know when they start getting pejorative towards Trump voters, I just am like like Bill Maher. I was like, weren't you the person talking about a few months ago? Like this is how it happened. Like. Shit like that is how it happens. Thinking that everyone in the country, everyone who doesn't live on a state that touches the ocean is a fucking knuckle-dragon Neanderthal. Well, like I, you know, I, I agree with you. That, that's a facet of how this happens. But 
there, there's other parts to it. The, the messaging issue has certainly been uh, has certainly affected Democrats when it comes to winning elections. You know, when I was uh, when I was watching Dan Savage and, and Bill Maher talk, I was in, in agreement with them as far as their their base message that that this is the game and Republicans are playing it and Democrats aren't and. You know, whether you want to call it fighting dirty or not, re- Democrats have to start playing the same game. But that, that, to me, that's a good thing to keep in mind when the Democrats figure out what their message is. Because it, branding is one thing. Branding is definitely important to getting your message out there. It does nothing if you don't have a message. Correct. And it's the the lack of cohesiveness that a lot that leaves Democrats open to criticism from Republicans when it comes to health care. You know, like the, the they're 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 in the process of just destroying our health care in this nation, and their only comeback is well. Do you have any better ideas? No. Well, then shut up. I mean, weren't we getting into it during the election with Hillary's campaign that? Towards the end, at least I was getting kind of worried, like, uh, hey, your only message seems to be that Donald Trump is bad. Like, right. you really think that's going to work? And well, No, it, it, absolutely. It, it didn't. <laughs> you know, and, and I, think that's, I think that's a good part of the reason why both of us were feeling very hesitant, hesitant in, in voting for somebody who seemed to run on, I'm not Trump. Yeah. I mean, her only, it seemed like... And that's not a platform. All those ads that were and, running to the whole point of them just seemed to be like, he's a bad right. man. She thought and, that, she and, thought and, that the, I'm not Trump was going to carry yeah, her along she didn't with pump. all the people, along with all the people right. who, who were going to, who bought into the identity politics and, thing. Instead of pumping herself up, she tried to vilify her opponent, and it fucking backfired on her horribly. Well, guys, can, mm-hmm. I, can, I, just, can I just ask well, a question well, real quick? Because I just, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I just wanted to finish the, this thought, though, because the uh, the idea that there's no alternative plan for health care in this nation is, is ludicrous. It's the fact that nobody can fully get behind one plan to counter what the Republicans want to do. The I mean, certainly... Uh, 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 shit. Hey, all I know is... <laughs> I wanted to call him Lieberman. It's not Lieberman. Uh, uh, Bernie Sanders. That's racist. Is, is has racist. come out... Where they all look alike to you, Aaron? <laughs> yeah. He's come all out heavily for, for a single for a single payer system. And when actually... Uh, I think it, something happened on social media where some Republicans were calling out Hillary Clinton for... Not having any ideas on it either, because I mean, they're all obsessed with Obama and Clinton, even though neither of them are in office. But you know, she responded very quickly with like, "Actually, I, you know, we do have a plan for, or at least she does," and directed them to still active website from her campaign that details what her plan is. But there's the problem. Most people don't know what your plan is because you didn't run on that. Yeah. You didn't run on, here's my plan to further fix health care, understanding that Obamacare 
isn't perfect and that there's probably still going to be changes that need to be made. You ran on I'm not yeah, Trump. She ran on I'm better than Trump. I'm smarter than Trump. She ran on I don't remember. I don't remember. That's what she ran on. <laughs> right. And well, she was also criticized also, rightfully so for going go to my website. Go to my website. Okay, well mm-hmm. yes, the young us and the generation an beneath us us and the generation uh, uh, generations under us who are of voting age and probably a little bit of the, the baby boomer generation. Again, they might go to the website. There's a lot of older people who don't want to go to a fucking website. That's why, I mean, newspapers are dying, but they're not dead. People still buy them, and right. I guarantee you most of them are over 50. Those people are not going to go to a website and read her fucking, you know, plans for whatever the fuck the question was about, whether it be health care or the economy or Iraq, I, you know, Afghanistan, etc. And you're right, Aaron. It's right. not a fucking answer. It's a, it, but see that once again, it's a cop out. It wasn't her focus. Her focus was look at him. I'm not him. That was, right. that was what I she did. was running on. Yeah. I, I think she, she thought like he was running on bullshit and lies. Whether they were bullshit or lies or not, he was running on issues, and she wasn't. She had she had a platform, but she thought that she could just run on the fact that Donald has a vile personality, and she has a quote unquote likable personality because she's not Donald. <laughs> well, likable when you compare them to Donald, which most people are. But yeah, I, I mean, so it's a, it's almost a valid criticism from the Republicans to say, like, what is your alternative? Because while there are other ideas out there, nobody can coalesce behind these and try and, and make something happen. And, you know, all these people that are, are wailing on social media about how the Republicans' plan, if it gets passed, is going to kill X amount of tens of thousands of people, but not saying... We should be doing this instead. Like, yeah, we shouldn't be kicking more people off of uh, off of Medicaid and stripping its funding over the course of the next 10 years just long enough for everybody that's still in office to win their next re-election, and then it's somebody else's problem after that. But what do you think we should do? Like, it's not an answer to just say, well, just keep them on. But you know what? People well, just don't kick them off. But you know what? We model our leaders, and our leaders do a lot of that. I mean, it, Hillary, for example. Yeah. And another one that does it all the time and annoys the living piss out of me is Elizabeth Warren. Because she'll sit there, you know, she makes a lot of her speeches, the game is rigged, all that crap. She's in Congress. What legislation have you introduced to try to fix any of the shit you are talking about? Right, this rigged game. Nothing. The game's rigged with money, so is Elizabeth Warren in support of of flat public funding for all electoral offices because that's one way where you can actually accomplish getting money out of like politics and therefore getting the corruption out of it but no because that's even though if they do believe that that's too far left of an opinion to have and you're going to lose a lot of those swing voters. So Hillary is not in favor of single payer, even though most of her supporters just want everybody to be covered. And whether they know it or not, they want single payer. They want a single payer system. 
but that's not going to get you the swing votes in the purple states. So we can't go that. We have to moderate. And they they moderate all of their opinions so that they're watered down in nothing. And meanwhile, Republicans do almost the exact opposite, and even more so now. Yeah, give them credit. They, they at least take, take action. They go to the extremes. They, they rile people up. They, they play on people's fears, and they get done what they want, get, what they want to get done. Because standing around and talking about it ain't getting it done. And that's just what a lot of Democrats love to do. Like, it, it always just even, you know, picking on Elizabeth Warren, but just it always bugs the shit out of me when I see somebody getting up there on their Mount Pius high horse soapbox, three cliches right in a row, you know, talking about something that they think is bad and they're in the branch of government that can do something about it. And then they, you look at any, have they introduced anything to try to fix what they're talking about? No. Have they tried to reach across the aisle with anybody to try to get something written? No. You are the legislative branch. You literally write the laws. It did, just, I don't know. But, but is it my fault I bothered to pay attention in social studies? I know how it works. <laughs> I think it's just, it, right now, whether we want to admit it or not, as a nation, we're smack dab in the middle of the Civil War. It's just not, we're not firing weapons at each other. It's more of a cultural Cold war. war. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's more of a cultural war. It's more of a, a war of ideas from idealists. And the problem is, I think there's a lot of people out there who are like, I don't want any fucking type of idealist running the place. I want realists who are going to use logic, reason, hmm. to make decisions. Not people who are, well, the world isn't this way, but it should be. Well, how do we get it that way? I don't know, but I'm going to sit here and complain about how the world isn't the way I want it to be. Well, what, what like you said, Chris, what solutions are you willing to offer i don't have any but i'm going to tell you what it's not fair okay that gets old man then that has gotten old and that is the problem that i have with people who just it's like when you meet someone and the first thing they announce is like people like who define themselves by either their sexuality or what political party they are or, or whatever the fuck is that all there is to you? Because if it is, I've taken baths deeper than you. All right? You are a fucking useless human being that is gumming up the works. Stop breathing my air. Seriously. Because if that's you bring nothing to the fucking table except for, well, what about this? Because I'm this. Well, good for fucking you. But guess what? I'm a multifaceted human being that has a lot more than, oh, I'm of an Irish heritage. So that's the first thing you're going to see when you come to my Facebook. If that's all you got, you ain't got nothing. And this is what politicians are doing now because why? Who are the loudest? The extremists. And they're the loudest and politicians play to them. Trump has his base. I mean, his, I mean, his diehard supporters, because I've come to realize there's a lot of people that supported Trump almost as like a goof. A, like a way to troll the U.S. in real life, and and there's a lot of people yeah. who supported Trump. I've we do a podcast with one of them, supported Trump, <laughs> and I really think he supported Trump and voted Trump just because he wanted Trump to fail. So good. Now we can start the revolution, bring out the guillotines. 
You know what's funny is now Trump's in office. You, you don't hear him cheering on Trump too much anymore. <laughs> it's in the last few months. He's got an awful quiet. But that's what I'm saying. He he was like, well, fuck it. If we get Trump in there, he'll he'll fuck everything up so bad that we can just fucking destroy it, blow it all up, and start over. He's like, oh shit, he won. I mean, on that. It's just. I'm I'm pretty sure I made uh be, before he got elected. I I. I so that that would possibly be a bright side to having somebody like Trump in office. Wasn't that Jay's bit uh, that d- you would, during you would fuck you'd fuck primaries? it up so much, and then, well, yeah, I, I think that was yeah. You're probably right. But Jay but, was um, like, "Yeah, fuck it, Let's start he sold over." It. He sold it well because there was like I think after the third or fourth show of him doing that, I actually asked him. When we weren't recording, I'm like, "You for real are all about Trump?" And he's like, "Fuck no, I'm just saying." That. <laughs> I was like, "You sell it real well, dude." If you're listening, yeah. hi Jay. Yeah, your seat's still here, bud. Anytime you want. <laughs> um, well, but no, I mean, so once again, our politicians—they're—they're they're, they're pandering to the loudest people in the crowd, the people who are going to be motivated to go online and blow up their social media and make phone calls. Not the average person who has, I'm going to sound like a fucking old man, but whatever, who has a fucking job to go to, has a family to take care of, who doesn't have time to sit in front of a fucking computer all day, seven days a week, and find shit to be outraged about, and start, like, you know, change.org bullshit fucking, you know, uh, uh, petitions for people to sign and then send into the president and all this garbage. But those are the people they're going to listen to. And they're... These are not people who want to see cooperation between the parties. They want to see dominance of one party over the other. And that's not, that's not going to move us forward. And, I mean, to get, you said it, Chris, to reach across the aisle. That is considered, basically, the first person to reach across the aisle is considered the loser. Yeah, or you're a flip-flopper. Yeah, it's like working in sales. I remember when, when, when I was going through my sales training, they said, this is what you do. You go through your sales pitch, you pitch it. And then you stop talking because the next person that talks loses. I was like, this is some Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross shit. I mean, seriously, it's coffee for closers. And they were, but they were like, they were like, seriously, just sit there and stare them dead in the face and don't say a fucking word. Make them uncomfortable. Make them speak first. Yeah. Make them come to you with, with their hat in hand. Some Jack Donaghy 30 rock type of shit. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. And it, that's, we're not going to get anything done. And to be completely honest with you, I don't think these people want to see anything done. No. These people want to fight. The Antifa fucking douchebags, the, the, the Richard Spencer types, they want to be in the streets. They want to be beating on each other. I swear to God, we, we, need, to, we need to institute the draft for these douchebags, train them, <laughs> send them over to every country we got a problem with, and let the problem sort itself out. All right. I almost agree with Gunnery Sergeant uh, 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 Hartman in Full Metal Jacket. Kill them all and let God sort it out. Because it's just that these people, are, they're not interested in progress. They just want to fucking fight. And they don't care who's right and who's wrong. They want, it's about winning. It's like, it's like, the, it's like the Big Lebowski. But when Walter, every time Walter and the dude argue, and Walter's like, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? And finally the dude goes, no, Walter, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> Fuck does Vietnam have to do with anything? <laughs> I, so I, 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 
it's going to take politicians who don't who seriously have a big wide streak of don't give a fuck to get in the office and go i don't give a fuck what these screaming fucking idiots say i don't care about your bullshit petitions i'm gonna fucking do what's gonna move this country forward and we do not have the person sitting in the white house to do that right now and we damn sure don't have the congress and senate to do it right so this well, is my solution Vote them all the fuck out if, if, if at all possible. But that'll never happen because we all know people are scared to change. Devil well, knows better than rem- you don't. This reminds me of something, another thing that I was thinking about when I was watching the uh, uh, real time with, uh, with Dan Savage on it. Because in, in talking about how the Democrats need to act more like Republicans when it, when it comes to winning elections... And what did this, I mean, this current president ran as a Republican and he did so by appealing to a lot of more extremist views. So then what what happens if if liberals follow Dan Savage's advice? Then they're going to think that they the, the, the way to win office as a Democrat is by appealing to extreme left liberals here's the problem i I foresee here's the problem i foresee chris let me take a stab at and see if i because i think i know what you're going to say we're probably we're probably go ahead we're probably in the same wavelength here i'm thinking the the extremists on the right who voted for trump are older people who vote the extremists on the left are younger people who tend not to vote yeah that's my point is you're going to have to get the the younger people the leave the house pull their faces out of their their whatever screen they're staring at right to go vote well, but but they they are uh older people are more likely to go out and vote regardless and younger people are more likely to go out when somebody is talking about a, a, an issue that directly appeals to them yeah. or just or just is an issue that directly appeals to them by being uh what they are it's like a Barack Obama he was able to get to office because he was the first black person who looked like they had a shot. And a lot of people came out and said, hey, I want to vote for a black person. I'm not saying that, that that's his... I'm not trying to reduce his presidency to that. But like, he's, like he said himself, you take the good with the bad. Hey, right? did you ever notice on the news... I mean, I know the media's got a narrative and stuff. Never notice it's never an older black person that's talking about I couldn't get to my polling place. Old people find a way to vote, no matter what color they are. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. In well, Detroit, told, churches will but, bust people in to go vote. Yeah. So uh, the, the idea of having uh, candidates who are appealing more to, uh, to extreme left viewpoints is still feasible because... you. If, if you think that they don't generally get out and vote, well, they will if it's the right issue. So, I mean, I, I, yep. if, if that issue has something to do with gender identity and, and gender politics or something like that. Barry managed to get in twice. As an example. Barry got in twice. We were motivated twice. I think, right. I think, I think the problem with that is you have to convince these people who have their pet issues, because people that are going to be that extreme are, tend to be one-issue voters. They vote on just one issue, and that's life and death to them, whether it be right. you know, gay marriage, 
gender pronouns, whatever the fuck. Okay. No, the problem right, is, I just is think that, that you, uh, the left is way more fractured in in their various opinions than the right are. Absolutely. And, uh, Do you want? Well, sorry. The basic, basically, the, the conclusion I've come sure. to. <laughs> the, the conclusion I've come to is wrong show. To look at these people and go, I care about you and your pet cause as much as you care about me and the causes that I'm worried about. So if you don't give a fuck about me, I don't give a fuck about you. I'm not saying them as a group. I'm talking them on an individual one-on-one basis because this group think is not helping anybody. It it really is not. And we got to stop this shit because... We're, it's it, we're just regressing, and eventually it's going to get worse than what it is now. I mean, it, if you want to see what tribalism at its most base looks like, go visit Chicago and 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 the gang infested neighborhoods. Go visit the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's tribalism at its absolute worst. That is. I hate that group of people. That group of people hate me. They want to kill me, so I got to kill them before they can get me. If you put two people in a room who have opposite opinions and you sit them down and you talk to them, and, or they sit down and talk to each other, they're more likely to come to at least a compromise or an agreement to disagree about certain issues and move forwards on the one, ones that they can agree upon. Mm-hmm. That's what well, we've yeah, lost I mean, the ability to do. There, there's a lot of laziness involved in this. In the way that if you uh, if you align yourself with a certain group, then you can have uh, your your filter to look at everything through. If you're unsure how to feel about you know this story, news story, or that story, well, you know, uh, Fox News is saying this, but CNN is saying something else. Well, you can always go to your you know Twitter feed of the the people that you follow that all agree with with. Uh, the same things that you do, all all you believe have the same viewpoint, and see what they're doing. What what are they posting? What are they saying about it? And instead of just a little bit of critical thinking, and also, I think beyond laziness, sometimes even what trumps that is just this need to fit in. So you you don't even the, the the idea of if you thought independently about something and came up with your own viewpoint and that was counter to what your peers thought that you would be you you would be kicked out of your peer group so i guess what i'm saying is it's uh, it, this this current kind of uh groupthink mentality that you're talking about that we're stuck in it, it all stems from fear and laziness. Well, it also it also goes back to that that, that tweet I, I I screenshotted and sent you guys, where the guy some guy was like, "Yeah, it's okay to destroy friendships if the person you're friends with has actual racist, not you know, sexist, homophobic, or Nazi beliefs." All right. Mm-hmm. Well, on the surface, that seems like a, a rational statement. Okay. The problem is is that we've lowered the bar to be labeled those things to where an ant couldn't fucking, you know, limbo underneath it. So Right, where where I'm racist because I've never dated a black woman. Yeah. Well, hey, the same crowd. Uh, I believe we were part of the same conversation. 
Uh, I learned on social media this week that um, uh, if you are straight, you have no right to reject a trans person. So now bio- well, yeah. biology is pejorative now, guys. We and I, and I mean, I talked about that about that one girl that I used to work with who said there's no such thing as 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 preference in a relationship. That if you won't date someone who's overweight, then you're a sizist. If you're not if you're not attracted to you know Asian women, Japanese women, or whatever the fuck, then you're a racist. And it's like, okay, look, you that's a huge leap you're making there. All right? I, no, I which goes never, counter I, to your idea that you're born with this, what you're attracted to. I can't exactly, help. Exactly. Exactly. If, if you're born gay and you, can't, and you had no choice in who you were attracted to, then why all of a sudden do I have a choice in who I can be attracted to? Yeah. And just a, a dumbfounded look. And she just shook her head and said, you just don't get it. You don't understand. And I said, no, I understand too well. That's the problem. You're not making any sense. Right. The only thing I don't understand is your thought process. I mean, it's, okay, the whole thing with, uh, all right, so if you're a straight person and a transgender person shows interest in you romantically and you don't return the interest then you're transphobic and you're horrible and all this shit. All right. Well, this is an argument that I've been hearing quite a lot for the last couple years surrounding uh, dating between men and women. And I've been single in this time, so I've, I've had to dip my toe in this water from time to time. And that is, there's a school of thought going around that if a man lies about anything and through any of those lies ends up in a relationship romantic, sexual, whatever, with a woman, that's rape. Now, my question is, okay, if that's the standard, then what about trans people who present themselves as born biologically the sex that they're, they, they have transitioned oh. to? Rich, why are you so filled with hate? And they never say anything until after the deed's been done. Is, is that rape? Well, no, it's impossible. How is that impossible? And these, and you've, here's the, you have misrepresented yourself. Yeah. Here is here is where my the beef. The crying is. game is about rape, didn't you know? Here's where my beef lies. It's not that I disagree completely with their premise, or I agree completely with their premise. My beef lies with they won't even engage in discussion about it. There is no discussion. They make a declarative statement, and it's a fact because they they want it to be. And if you disagree with that, then we have a we have a plethora of labels right. to throw at you. Right. These these oversimplifications of, of things leave no room even for the accuser to remain unharmed. I mean, think about it. If you if a guy says to you, "I'm I'm a millionaire," and then you start dating that guy and sleep with him, and then you find out he's not a millionaire. Right, so he lied. That's a major lie. He, you find out he's fucking near flat broke, that he was fronting on everything. That's a major lie that that person said. So, in, so in some people's mind, that would be akin to rape, as you say. <laughs> so, does that then mean that you were only sleeping with him because he was a millionaire? 
Uh-huh. Oh, like Joe Millionaire? There's a reality and, show and about this. Now that, and then now that you found out that he's not a millionaire, you're not attracted to him anymore? I mean, that's... Yeah, that was literally you, what you, Joe Millionaire was about. <laughs> they, they they spread their their accusations so thin as to try and encompass everybody but themselves, not realizing they're trapped under it as well. Well, I also take more of a humorous approach to it because I kind of agree with Chris Rock. You know, women... Who he, His famous bit was, who lies more, men or women? Because men lie the most, women tell the biggest lies. You know, men lie as, I was at Doug's, I wasn't at the bar. You know, a woman lie as, the kid's yours. Yeah. You know? And then, and then he went on to explain, and he goes, but then women want to take it farther, and they want you to be completely honest with them. When... They color their hair. Your hair ain't that color. They get fake nails. Your nails ain't that long. You're wearing heels. You ain't that tall. You got a push-up or a magic bra on or, or wonder bra. Yeah. Your tits ain't that big. Everything's about you is a lie. And you want me to fucking tell the truth? Fuck you. Man. All right? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Show me on the doll where she touched you, Rich. Because, I, I mean, once again, the truth, don't. it's like rain. Don't give a fuck who it falls on. I mean, guys, guys lie about what's in their bank account to get women to impress women. Guys front like they got fucking money. Guys put on their best clothes and go to the fucking meat market hey, and try to pick up pussy. And women put on the bra that pumps their tits up. And remember, Tom Likas would tell you to get an ATM receipt that wasn't yours. Uh huh. Had a big bank account on it. Had a big balance yeah. on it. And to give the, and and to put your number on the back of it when and and hand it to a girl and say it's the only piece of paper I had. Here you go. And when she flips it over and sees those six figures, he used to actually raffle off his fucking ATM receipts for his bank account. No, I mean, are there, is it both? Is real, it both? real quick. <laughs> oh, the, he he, he was a real said, person, Aaron. He was a real person. He used to have a popular no, no, no. radio show. I, I'm still laughing about you saying, "Show me on the doll where she hurt you, ah. <laughs> or where she touched you." I did because I pictured Rich just like. One shaky finger reaching out and touching the center of the chest where the heart would be on the doll. <laughs> no. Come on now. I would I would be like Charlie Day. And a, sing, like, and a single tear rolls down his cheek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like Charlie Day in uh It's Always Sunny. I'd have to flip the doll over and start going towards <laughs> the butt area. Why my creepy uncle's like, Yeah, yeah, touch it, touch it. But no, I mean, look, and see, that's the other thing. When a guy says something like that, even guys start fucking, you know, oh, okay, pussies, you so some bitch fucking broke your heart, and all of a sudden you're bitter. Oh, I'm just saying the fucking truth. You, it, Once again, Chris Rock, when you meet someone at first, you're not meeting them. You're meeting their representative. That person ain't going to fucking do all the nasty shit that, that they're going to do five years later in a relationship the first day you meet them. She's not going to shit with the door open. On the first date, I mean, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, come on, man. It's that's these are this is this is this is the problem. When we we try to have discussions, like serious, like 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 not serious, because obviously it's, a, it's there's a humor slant here. But when we try to have honest discussions, people don't want to have them, and they want to fucking they get uncomfortable, and so they start fucking throwing out shit like, oh, okay, Mister Red Pill, or okay, bitter feminist, and it's like no. These are valid fucking things. Is it a scumbag fucking move to lie to a woman about your career, your money, your house, your car, to get her to sleep with you? You're goddamn right it is. 
But it's just as scummy to fucking present yourself as something you're not if you're a woman to a guy. That's a two-way street. Cars go both directions. All right? It's not a one-way street. And I'm sorry. That's not rape. I don't give a fuck. You can slice it any way you want. It's not rape. It's just like the, 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 you know, the, 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 the shit I used to see on campuses when my buddy w- went to Oakland University. You know, the, the, oh, if she's drunk, she couldn't. Jim and Jill were together drinking. They had sex. Jill was drunk. She couldn't give consent. Makes Jim a rapist. Well, if he was drunk, how could he give consent? Does no one stop and think these things through to their logical conclusion? Oh, yeah. And what happens every it, weekend after the re- club? Millions of people get raped? Apparently. <laughs> right. Is it is it rape if she takes her wig off after she has sex? <laughs> you know, I, I scanned that third wave feminism page, and I literally saw pictures of these women holding up signs that said, I need feminism because... I can be a man can rape me without ever laying a hand on me, and I'm like, I don't think you know what the definition of rape is. Now, if you're talking, are, did he rape you emotionally? I guess that's a hype, hyperbolic way of saying it. But I mean, physical rape? No, there has to be contact there. I'm sorry, I don't care what your encounter group and your lesbian dance therapist professor told you. <laughs> She's wrong. You are wrong. Deal with it. Bottom line. Uh, but we get told we get told every day to deal with shit, and when I say we, I'm talking about the general population, and it seems like less and less we're able to do that. And you know, there's somebody right now going, "Ah, oh, these three straight white males talking about the definition of rape." You know that's happening. No, maybe there's someone right now going, "Rich is an asshole," and you guys aren't saying much. So fucking, they're just going to fucking. <laughs> hey, no, I ain't. I've been participating. Hey, like the, like the Manson song says, "Take your hatred out on me." I don't give a fuck. I don't care. <laughs> well, you I know, mean, I think it is telling, though, that a lot of guys ha- have adopted that attitude of just like, I- I've been willing, I- I've done it a lot in my life. I've I've come, that, not that I, I feel like I am uh, some exploited person or something like that, or, or life has been unfair to me, but I... I'm willing to take the blame for just about anything at this point. I know it's a it's an often repeated joke. People, many comedians have made some turn of phrase on the fact that once you get married, you're never going to be right about anything again, right? You you can't the the idea that you can't win an argument with your wife. But it, honestly, in a lot of cases, it goes further than that. It's not just that you won't win an argument with your wife. It's that everybody else will believe her as well. Your own family will turn against you and believe your wife over the man. Because, I, I, I don't know, because we're so used to rolling over and saying, okay, whatever. I mean, or because people are, are so used to, to, to blaming the man in any situation. Again, I mean... I. I I'm not saying this like I feel like I'm uh, like being a white male puts me in a uh, a persecuted class, not by any stretch. But there's a lot of truth to the fact that, at least from my experience, my personal experience is that you you can't convince uh, any significant other of anything. They're they're going to think that they're right in most situations anyway. And you, you can't even convince other people that you're right. 
because you're just seen as like I don't know maybe there's this idea of, of a certain privilege and position that being a white male gives you this perception of that that uh, just says well it can't be right but see I don't even see this like if we're talking <laughs> if we're talking about like sexual politics I don't even think race play comes into it it's just the nature of fucking how shit works case in point growing up all the women on my mom's side of the family were divorced. Um, to say that they were uh, hesitant of believing that men were decent people or could be would be putting it politely. And growing up, all I ever heard was every time someone got divorced, that's right, take that motherfucker to the cleaners, get the kids, don't let him see his kids, fuck him, deadbeat piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. And then it's funny because when their son and grandson had it had a kid and was stonewalled from seeing his kid boy did their tune change and i literally had my my grandmother and my mother come to me and say oh we didn't realize that if a woman wants to she can make you fucking just jump through hoops and basically wear you down financially dragging you into court etc cetera, etc cetera, just for the ability to see your child because they're going to get the money automatically, at least here in the state of Michigan. We got what we call the friend of the court, a.k.a. friend of the cunt. They get the fucking money. <laughs> they get the money pre-tax. They get, they, get the, they get the money pre-tax, take their cut, and send the rest off to the wonderful single mother that you fucking huffed and puffed on top of one night. All right? And that's the only reason the state of Michigan gives a fuck about getting child sports, because they take their cut from it. And what's the first thing that right. they tell women to do? Go to the friend of the court. Why? Because that way the, go- the state can get paid, can get their cut, their blood money, and gum well, up the Rich, works. Th- this is a perfect situation of overcorrection that is only now starting to find its balance. Uh, there are states out there that are starting to put in place laws that even the playing field, as far as considering who gets what amount of time with the kids or who has... Uh, who has actual uh, legal custody because I mean like in in the history of mankind um, you know a, a lot of marriages were just seen as men acquiring property as were having kids hey there's more more shit I got this is where my babies come from and in, in most of the societies that we've experienced in the last 2,000 years have been male-dominated societies where women had less rights. And I think we, we came to an understanding, finally, uh, at least in this country, that, hey, you know, the mother is... It's, it's kind of super important that the kids have a relationship with their mother, regardless of who you think is, like more uh, financially stable or whatever, we've really got to push that, you know, the, the kids, it can't be the dad making the decision in this. The mother's got to have a say. And the overcorrection went to, well, it's just way more important that the kids are with their mother and that's where we're going to default to and we're going to give the mother much more say in in controlling who the kids get to to spend time with and and who has custody which has allowed for i mean it it's allowed for some very shitty women to be very manipulative with the legal system 
See, but hold and, on a sec, because because hold on a sec, because I want to I want to I want to clarify something. I'm not yeah. saying the majority of women start out in a divorce, going, "I'm gonna fucking rape him." Is it's his pocketbook? I'm gonna I'm gonna make no, him yeah, run through hoops over his kids. It's these fucking scumbag lawyers who make their living off of other people's misery that get this shit going. It's the family courts who make their living off of getting families in these courts right. and fighting yeah, over every last point. fucking penny. And if you watch, there's a documentary that Dr. Drew produced called Divorce, or, uh, Divorce Inc. Yep. And yep. if you've seen it, they went to me, if, you're just, if, if they were going to present it st- statistically factual, it had been 80% of the time you'd have seen fathers sitting there talking about getting fucked over in, in family court because that's what happens. 80% of the time, children, the, the women get custody of the, of the children. All right, but they went way out of their way to make it pretty much fifty-fifty as they could. Okay, I can respect that from a from a from, they want a balanced level. But everything, no matter if it was a woman or a man who didn't get custody of their kids, every fucking story had this common thread: their fucking spouse's lawyer was a fucking shark in the courtroom and right. just wanted everything. I mean, literally. Cash in your, your your retirement funds. Cash in your life insurance policies. Spend your kid's fucking college fund. Fight for every little thing. Down to how many hours, you know, a parent could be with another with, with their child. And it's it's disgusting and it enables these fucking types of people who and if you don't like what I'm about to say, I don't know, do something about it. I'm just responding to the facts. If you don't like the fact that 80% of the time these women end up fucking doing this because that's how the courts are fucking biased, do something about it. But don't sit there and act like, oh, everything's fucking hunky-dory and everything's fine. There's a lot of fathers. Aaron, you've said on this show before, I want my kids to live with their mother, to, for her to be the pri- you know, to have primary. You, I'm, I don't know your situation. I'm assuming you probably have joint custody with her having primary physical custody. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the way I prefer it. If that's um, how, unless something really fucked up went out, went on in in the house where they live, or or you know their mother just went off the deep end, and I want them to live with her. And if that works for you guys, that's fine. I have no problem with it. My problem is when you have people like little devils on 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 people who are going through a divorce. Probably one of the most emotionally painful things that you can go through as an adult outside of maybe losing a child or something and they're going they're going go for more go for more go for more and then you get the in-laws involved and you get shit like okay let's say your former mother-in-law despises the ground you walk on she makes a call and says i think he's abusing his children when he has his children boom now you now you're sitting in court in front of a family judge and they're going visit supervised visitation and you're going why? What proof do you have? I don't need proof. There was an accusation that was made against you. That's ridiculous, man. That is ridiculous. And the, and you think her lawyer is going to sit there and tell her, you know, you probably shouldn't do this. Is he or is even going to he is he is he or she even going to ask one of the parents? Is that is he is he or she a good parent? They don't care. Now that's not all lawyers, but that is the majority of these scumbags. And if you watch Divorce Inc., you'll you'll be like, you know what? 
let's just like load up a bunch of 747s and just full of lawyers and sink them to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Especially family lawyers, because they're the fucking they're worse than ambulance chasers. I mean, yeah. they really are. And see, this no, is I, I, I experienced it firsthand. I, I mean, I, I think a lot of couples when they're when they get to the point where they realize that divorce is the only solution to to the situation uh, if even though you're angry uh, well let's see, especially when you have kids involved right so you're both parents that's something that you're always going to share and you you go okay well we can find a way to to do this amicably and and for it's all you know in the name of for the kids but once it comes time to talk to a lawyer talk to family members about it anything that says well you know we're, we're working this out we, we've got an agreement we know how we want this to go we, we know how we want the custody to go we know how the the um the finances and everything and any property should be split up they're like no he's gonna screw you Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't fight tooth and nail for what you deserve, he is going to screw you. And that's that's, and not, that's it's a, not to say that it doesn't happen. There's plenty of men who you know they they are the sole breadwinners. The wife stays at home, raises a family, and then some shit goes down, and they're bitter, and they try and fuck over their ass. That's uh, that the Adam Carolla theory. There's always the one cunt. He's like, here, yeah. just talk to my lawyer. Just, you know, just talk to my lawyer. Yeah, yeah, that's how that shit starts. Well, and it's, you know, this is me personally. I went through this. Okay, when my daughter's mother was pregnant, her and her family moved to New York. And while, you know, a couple months later, I moved out there. And when, it, when a child is born, at least this was the law then in the 90s, when a child's born out of wedlock, to establish paternity, you have to go to court. She can't just put a name on the birth certificate and say, that's your kid. All right, so I went to yeah. court. You know, we went to court, and, you know, we, we were fine. We're a family. And at least at that point in time, we were. And we're sitting here in front of this judge, and the judge is like, okay, so how do we want to do this? And he never asked me one question. He asked my daughter's mother every question. How do you want custody? How do you want child support? How do you want this? And she said, well, we don't live together at the moment, but I want us to have joint custody, me having primary physical custody, and we've already worked out support between us. This judge stopped three separate times and asked her, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, <coughs> Did you, well, I'm right here. I'm standing I'm right like, here, judge. You cocksucking motherfucker. If I catch your faggot ass out of the fucking courtroom without a robe on, oh my god, I was, <laughs> I was ready to, I was ready to get some OJ shit going. Serious. You know, this is younger, Rich. You know. I mean, I was like, I, I, motherfucker, you, you'll be the last. You better wrap that gavel up, Judge. That'll be the last time you fucking hit that motherfucker if I catch you in the street. Because I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. It's like he was trying looking for anything to get us to start arguing with each other and it was completely amicable we were together and i'm like that, that was my first taste of wow family court ain't for the family it's to keep the fucking these people having a job it's to keep the drama going and and to keep them coming back that way they have job security and it was it was just like you know what i'll never do this again you know even if i wanted more children 
that right there, mm-mm, that took care of that desire. Because all, if, if, if it hadn't worked, if we weren't as, it, it hadn't worked it out between ourselves, and she even had just a teaspoon of hatred for me, that would have started a, a, a chain reaction of bullshit events that would have just, I, I mean, it, it could have ruined both of our lives. Yeah. And and here's this fucking asshole up here sitting in his fucking in his chair, just very cavalier, trying to pick scabs that weren't even there. And I'm just like, I can't believe this. He even said he never he looked at her and said, ma'am, I think I, I'm just going to tell you right now. I think um, it's very it's very poor decision of you to come in here without a lawyer. He never said that to me. And I'm just sitting right. here going. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. Uh, 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 how how are the scales of justice tipped on this one? Okay. Now here's here's my beef with this. You say this shit, and you get these fucking women who will go, "Well, that's bullshit." Blah 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 blah. And you go, "Okay, cool, but why don't you just do what we what we've been told to do?" Go. You know what? Yeah, that is fucked up, and there's something needs to be done about it. Why why why? What is so hard about that? And don't get me wrong, if this was if this was reversed and guys were the ones who ended up 80% of the time with custody and were putting taking, you know, money from a woman and making her basically live in a fucking, you know, hovel somewhere to, to be able to support their kid, I would be saying the same thing. Every time I hear about some celebrity female who married some fucking poor guy, and they get divorced, and he's demanding fifty thousand dollars a year. I'm like, or a month for spousal support. I'm like, you fucking douchebag. Are you serious? Get a fucking job. And that's perfectly fine. If I say that, no one bats an eye. If I say that about the women, oh god, oh fuck that. See, it, it's see, I root for him. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, hey, get yours. No, because <laughs> you know what? I used a lot to. of women have done it. Get yours, I, buddy. I used to, but that. That was what leads us to what we were talking about earlier. That's what leads us to people who don't want equality. They want the scales tipped right. in their favor. Yeah, they want the overcorrection. And that's bullshit. And I and I have I had to have a fucking serious fucking sit down like gut check on that one because I was like, wait a minute. Because if the if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd be calling bullshit. So am I comfortable? That, am I comfortable being that much of a hypocrite? No, I'm not. Now, I'm not going to lie, like, when I heard, you know, like, you know, something like, what was it, Roseanne Barr had to pay Tom Arnold, like, $5 million in their divorce, and she's worth $100 million. I'm like, honey, you got off light. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a famous Eddie Murphy skit. $380 million is what Johnny Carson was worth when he met his third wife. She damn well knew that. They're married for, what, three, four years, and she gets half? Roseanne, you got off light, sweetheart. Sorry. I mean, as I don't know any other way to put it. But it's just, it's, it's, and here's the problem. We see shit like that in the news, and people go, oh, well, you know, Johnny Depp's getting a divorce, and, you know, his wife got $10 million just to go away, and they were married for a year, so I should get my fair share. Here's the problem. We're talking about people who probably make less than six figures. You can't afford to give away half of what you fucking make. You can't afford to give right, away half right. and then a, a then a quarter of it on top of child support. If and this is where I, this is really unpopular. I don't expect anyone to support me on this, but this is just how I feel. 
if you are the custodial parent and for you to be able to support that child, you have to put the other parent in a poorhouse, then you don't get custody. You are unfit to raise that child. Sorry. If I have to put a mother or a father in the poorhouse for the other parent to be able to afford the kid, you can't afford the kid. You can't take care of the kid. Sorry. Now, I'm not talking... Dad, he's he, you know he's gonna have to sell his fucking Corvette and live with the you know the the Chrysler yeah, he's got in the driveway. Yeah, I'm talking like when we had a rehearsal space in a storage unit, the guy next to us who worked at the Ford Wixon plant lived out of the storage space because he had three kids with his ex-wife and he got cleaned out. Dude was living in a storage unit. Now, granted, there's yeah. I don't know all this I don't know all the but, details, but there's but, a substance in there. But I mean, any any system that thinks that's okay, that's bullshit, and it needs to be fucking completely reworked. And it's what's amazing is watching Divorce Inc. looking at and looking at other countries when they go through divorce and they handle custody. On average, they don't have these issues. The parents go, "Look, we can't get along, but that doesn't mean that we're going to use our child as a weapon against each other." And the, no matter how nasty the split is, someone fucked around on someone else, whatever the fuck, it doesn't end up in, in the courts like it does over here. This is almost a uniquely American thing, according to that documentary. Yeah. yeah. And so this is a problem that no one wants to talk about because, once again, it falls under suck it up, you're a guy. This is what comes with, this is what comes with having a dick and being on the top of the fucking food chain. And it's like, you're telling, okay, but you tell a guy who makes 30 grand a year that, that's not like telling Johnny Carson who's got 380 million in the bank. Yeah. Okay, that's a big difference there. And we need to stop fucking having a static outlook on these, on these types of situations. And I, on top no, of that, I, I, have, I have a real issue anybody using their children as weapons or, or trying to use them. Like, okay, that story about the... Leverage, yeah. Oh, that story about the uh, baby that was born in Canada and a... Didn't assign it a gender. Okay, at first I was like, okay, well, that's fucking stupid. I, biologically, that baby has a gender. I don't give a fuck what the parents think. Then I found out it's not parents, it's parent. And it's a trans parent. And this is a political stunt. And that's when I was like, okay, you know what? That pisses me off more than anything. You're using your fucking kid to try to fucking make a political statement? You're a fucking scumbag. And you really probably shouldn't be raising kids. That's not what children are for. That baby's peeing out of something, and that's what gender it is. Guys, end of, you, end you, of story. You're doing this with the with the idea that you're not trying to push any beliefs onto your child when that's kind of exactly what you are doing, aren't you? I guarantee you ask that parent. Isn't if, that parenting? Pushing your beliefs on your children for eighteen I, years? I guarantee yeah. I guarantee if you ask that parent families who raise their kids to be a certain religion and force them to go to church is that wrong i guarantee you that parent would say it's some form of child abuse how the fuck are what you how the fuck is what that parent's doing any different it's indoctrination and brainwashing no matter how you look at it and no guys it's not our job to force our beliefs on our kids it's our job to make sure our kids survive to 18 and grow up to be decent productive members of society let them make their own minds up obviously you don't let it first of all you don't let a five-year-old set its own bedtime, so why are you letting a five-year-old tell you what gender it is? All right? Stop it. Cut it out. 
All right, you don't let your five-year-old dictate to you what's for dinner because you're going to be eating chocolate cake. The, the 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 rapist Bill Cosby covered this, and Bill Cosby himself. Okay, I mean, what? <laughs> seriously, it, it, you have to go look. No, you can't eat chocolate cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, you can't go to bed at five o'clock in the morning because you got to be up to go to school at six thirty, etc., etc. No, you can't play with a loaded handgun at four years old. That's you know, I, that's your job as a parent. And I mean, maybe I, I've been told I'm stupid for thinking this way. Like I have, I, I have a daughter, and I have friends who have daughters, and their attitude is, I'm going to be cleaning my gun collection the first time she brings a boy home. And I'm like, oh, so you're going to protect your property? That's your property. Kids aren't property, asshole. They're not. A, they're not a car. They're not a house. They're not a fucking flat screen TV. They're human beings. The only thing you should be worried about with her boyfriend is, does he treat her right? Does he love her? Does she love him? And are they happy? Outside of that, you wouldn't worry about your son bringing a girl home. So why the fuck are you worried about your daughter and some some boy? And to the point where you're going to threaten to shoot him. You're a fucking Neanderthal. Get the fuck out of the Stone Age. And people go, I, I don't, I, Rich, I can't agree with you on that. Well, then I, that's fine. I don't care. But I don't. I have never been the type of parent to. to my daughter was raised because of her mother's family, very religious. That's her choice. I would, I, and I, when I split good. with her mother, I split with her mother, I told her flat out. I said, I'm not going to force her to go to church. I'm not going to force her to believe in anything. If she, if she wants to go to church, I'll take her to church and I'll drop her off. And when she goes, well, Daddy, where are you going? Why aren't you coming in? Mm-hmm. Honey, because I don't believe in this. Football's on. I'm going to watch the Bucks. You let me know when Jeebus is done. <laughs> that too. But, uh, I mean, you know, it, it's – sorry. I mean, I have friends that raised their kids that way. I One of my, one of my friends, he's got three kids. Oldest daughter, she came over to my house. I was getting rid of a bunch of stuff when I was moving, and one of the boxes of books happened to have a Bible in it. She said, Dad, can I have this? And he goes, oh, I don't care. He's a stone-cold atheist. I looked at him. I said – are you cool with that? And he goes, it's not my job to tell my children what to believe in. Oh. On top of that, if she's being curious, let her be curious. I've never made her read a Bible. She's 15. She's going to pick that up and go, wait a minute, people actually believe this shit is the literal word of God? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is what she did. <laughs> wait a minute, some dude lived in a giant fish in his gut for, this is bullshit. You know? and I, same <laughs> kind of realization I had about the same age. Wait, what? Noah, uh, Noah was 700 years old? Okay, but I mean, do, but I mean, do you? But but just to, to to double back for a second about the the whole thing with the 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 genderless baby, like born with a smooth mound. Do you guys like understand where I'm coming from? Where like the, like fuck this parent for putting this kid because this is not just a story. Yeah, that ain't for the kid. That's for the parent. No matter this what she wants ju- to tell us. Well, here's the thing. The kid's pictures is plastered all over the news story. The parents giving interviews holding the kid. The kid's name's all over the fucking place. The parents' name's all over the fucking place. Is childhood not fucking hard enough without being known as the kid with the crazy-ass parents who did that shit to you? Hey, whatever. Mom made a point. Doesn't matter, right? Because mom's making a statement. Children, Children are not political weapons. Children are not weapons, period. If you treat a child like a weapon to use against the other parent or even just against political beliefs, when that kid grows up with a skewed view of the world, that's on you. Unfortunately, the way the world works is that kid now has to deal with the damage you fucking did to that kid. You know what that kid's going to turn into? 
that kid is going to turn into uh sort of thing adam Carolla talks about that kid is going to either turn into a male male impersonator or a female female impersonator no matter if it's a boy it's going to go whatever sex it is it's going to go way that way just to piss off its its mom when it's a teenager like if it's a boy, I mean, it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be lifting weights. It's gonna be playing football. What is oh, the so baby? Was it born with a penis or a vagina? I, d- I don't know. No, they won't tell us. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. But and if it's a girl, it's gonna be wearing dresses. It's gonna be playing Barbies. It's gonna be in the makeup. It's, it's gonna be the teenage rebellion. Yeah, tell me, I'm genderless. Check this shit out. Which would make sense because it's usually. Your kids usually end up rebelling from whatever the parents do. Yeah. Believe me, I've been with a preacher's daughter before in a relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to Notre Dame, which was right next to Regina. Notre Dame was all boys. Regina was all girls. Regina girls had a reputation. <laughs> Just put it that way. <laughs> but no, I mean... Guys, it, I, I, I've got to wrap this up. Okay. I, it's getting late, and I think my kids are still awake. Oh, damn. Once again, you cannot stay up till five in the morning. You got to go to school at seven. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, then we'll we'll tie it up in a bow there. Oh boy! Every week it's like, what what will we talk about next week? What will happen in the next seven days? It's 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 telling anything. Yeah, it's telling Aaron before the show, man. It's it's we've become the living incarnation of the John Oliver bit from last season. Every week we look up. Oh wait, never mind. We thought we were at bottom. There it is. Right above our heads. We found another rock layer. Yeah. So, stay tuned everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We had a hell of a June. Shaping up to be a hell of a July already. So apparently we are catching on. Now we're we're, 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 we're in audience size. We're about where the Weezman was about a year ago. Weezman's like the star player on the network, so we've been doing something right since we've come back, and it's been almost a year. In a couple weeks here, it's actually, maybe a couple weeks, maybe but a, a month or so. It's going to be a year since we rebooted the show, relaunched, whatever you want to call it. Um, we are at Unregimented Pod on Twitter, uh, at Unregimented on Instagram. Uh, you can email the show unregimented at christophermedia.net and thanks for listening and we will see you next week alright later guys If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.